No, you're too drunk to podcast. Okay, we're going to try and compose ourselves, and we're going to do this show. We're going to recap our experiences at the All Tech Craft Food and Brews event, and try not to go too off the rails. So come in and have a drink. Welcome to Have a Drink, the show where you learn along with us about the glorious drink called beer. I'm Brittany Lee Walker. I'm Justin Frazier. I'm Christopher Walker. And I'm Casey Price. Casey Kasem bringing in the hits on the <laughs> weekly top 40. Seems like that, right? So now it's free for all. Enjoy, kids. <laughs> so the adults are out of the room. I'm not the sober one this time. <laughs> We're all going to die. <laughs> Essentially. <laughs> So, as some of our untapped friends may have noticed, we've been doing a little drinking this evening. Okay. According to breathalyzer tests, we're perfectly legal. We could have drove home. We didn't need that Uber. And I dare you to def- I, I dare you to tell me otherwise. I'm really not sure that breathalyzer is accurate, though. <laughs> that, that messed up a few times, I feel like. Um, you know, five hours into the night, I shouldn't have been reading at zero. No, we should have, because we're beacons of hope, and we drink like champions. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, we've been talking about it for a while. We were at the Alltech Brews and Food Festival tonight here in Lexington, Kentucky. We are at Justin's place of residence tonight. We had to uproot the studio and move it. I'm, I'm not going to lie. It's still a little weird to hear you guys call me by my real name occasionally, especially in my own home. And <laughs> he had to take a pause for a second. Justin. Justin, <laughs> yes, because as you all know, we refer to him as Bob. But yes, we have Casey Price in here with us. There are the four of us in a studio together. No, this is, no, this no. This never got, happened. We got Casey Kasem back from... <laughs> Back from the dead. Not dead, but that's we're gonna say. Are you he, sure? He disappeared for like a month. He may be dead no, he again. He's dead. Isn't he? He's I think dead. So, yeah. No, he's not. Really? No. Huh. Interesting. Casey Kasem's not dead. <laughs> we also have a peanut gallery here that's finding our our conversation really funny, and I'm I'm totally for it. <laughs> yes, we have Sean here with us, who's going to be partaking. He's going to be <laughs> partaking may- all of our drinking tonight. What we're doing. While we're the recording, drinking. Uh, a Three Floyds, not tasting, but we're all having a Three Floyds flight. flight a, nice, yeah. a nice sampling. Yeah. We're having a whatever we happen to pull out of my refrigerator night. That's how I... And, and, we all, stocked, and all the things that we brought. We <laughs> stocked it yesterday, so there's a lot to pull out. So are we saying there's really not a what I'm drinking, there's a what, what we've been drinking? What we're grabbing from the fridge. Yes. <laughs> Look, we may not be getting to specifics about ABV, find or untapped things, because we're probably going to get a little forgetful tonight. Yeah. But today was great. We had a lot of show friends come by and join us down there at the festival. 
and at our pre-gaming event at the Hopcat in Lexington. Finally got you guys down to the Hopcat. It's it took a while, and the crack fries are crack. Oh, I, my God. I freebase these things in the alley behind Hopcat. <laughs> I'm sitting there with a spoon cooking french fries. With that, but, that cheese sauce. Oh all right, gosh. we need to go ahead and pull it back. We're jumping into topic. Since that's our, we've got a few other things to yeah. talk about. We do so. have news this week, and we do have the untapped badges as well. You don't don't tell me what to do, Dad. We've got a half-ass some news story, so let's go ahead and plow into those. <laughs> okay, we've got our first story is going to be the Brewers Association reports American craft beer exports top 116 million. That 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 seemed like a lot. It can seem like a lot, but percentage-wise, we don't know. I mean, okay, let, let's just get into this. Brewers Association, the nonprofit trade group representing small and independent craft brewers today, reported exporting growth data for the American craft beer industry in 2015. Supported by the BA's Export Development Program, craft beer export volume increased by 16.3% in 2015, now totaling 446,151 barrels worth. $116 million. Again, all very large numbers. This seems like a good thing. I think we're doing fine. Yeah, but $116 million, you know how much we actually imported to the U.S. last year? 6% of our beer, beer last year was up 6.2% on just the import side. So you're looking at overall in the beer market in the U.S., you're looking at like over $100 billion. And here's only like... A hundred million? Come on, that's like okay. le- almost a percent. Drifting off this story, I'm. I don't feel like reading more from this. I'm uh, drunk. I don't care. But no, <laughs> what I want to get, what I want to talk about with this is the fact that yes, that's what we've imported or exported. I'm saying, but what about Stone and their movement to no? Let's not just export. Let's just move the brewing process overseas. I mean, we're we doing like a Guinness with. Um, uh, Doing some of their bottling in like Jamaica and other countries. Well, no, that's not what's going. They're doing their canning because uh, it's not been a thing that's in Europe. But Stone was like, no, we're just going to open up and we're going to start canning American craft beer in Germany and just take it straight to them. Yeah, I mean, whenever you, that's probably not even counted in this number. Whenever you look at that. The stuff that's produced outside the U.S. but is still a U.S. brewery. There's a lot of breweries that are looking that direction. Um, you've still got some stuff that's that's being transported. You've got some stuff that's being sent out by cargo ship. But if you're one of the, the like, most fresh American-style beers, you're looking at something that's produced overseas for the overseas market. This this sounds really funny to me when I think of like how the overseas market typically the, – the, the colloquialism about, about American beer – uh, bloody close to water. If we're in England, I guess uh, it, it's kind of like Stone was just. They decided no. This that perception of the American beer market cannot stand. So they're taking the freshest IPAs they can, and they're saying no. We're bringing this to Europe, and you're going to take it, and you're going to like it. I Pick promise. It, picking these cans straight off the IPA vine. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. I mean, I, I'm assuming that Europe is going to be getting enjoy by soon. Oh, they should. I mean, that's one of those things that whenever you're looking at, at a ship that takes a week and a half to get across the ocean and enjoy by that then loses most of that freshness within its its shipment to the facility that it's then got to be distributed from, that it then goes to a, a, a some sort of, of 
place where you buy the beer. So, I mean, you've got like three days that you have to buy and drink the beer if you're drinking an enjoy buy. I, I know we, we probably do ship them by, by boat, but why? <laughs> beer eight at pl- over eight pounds to the gallon if you're looking at specific gravity. So you're like let's, let's call up let's call up Elon Musk. Let's let's have him address the people squealing their tires out in my <laughs> out in my. Let's load some beer on them and get them moving it across <laughs> Europe. They're definitely going faster than what twelve knots that you get on a boat. <laughs> but yeah, like like you know let's space elevator this. I don't know. I or it just went like, supersonic this week. So can't we, we put beer on that? The beer pipe. Why can't we put beer on the moon? The well, beer pipe we talked about last oh, week? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let, let's get a transatlantic beer pipe. So we're shooting beer straight to Europe, and then we have a receiving one, so they're just shooting, I guess, Guinness straight back at us. If Al Gore can put a if transatlantic internets line, we can certainly <laughs> put a beer line. Okay. If all they sent back to us was Guinness, I'd, I'd be down for this line. I might, yeah, no. Seems legit. Let's do it. Okay, let's go ahead and keep moving on this one. Before Wait. we do that, let's stop right here, because I've already finished at least our first beer of the night. Okay, yes, first beer of the night was Three Floyd's Gumball Head. Oh, man, this this is bubblegummy delicious. Oh, it's such a good, like, uh, like weedy, pale ale style, but like it's got some great um, mellow flavors in there, too. I, Sweetness. I, I know I should, like, uh, like Zombie Dust. It's later. We'll talk about that. I'm just saying, I like this more than Zombie Dust. Yeah. Gumballhead's good. I highly recommend it. There was a reason I snatched it up when I saw it, because there were like seven bottles left, and I was like, nope, we gotta get some. Yeah, no, I'm really glad you brought this in. This is is delicious. (laughs) That's an empty cup for those of you playing at home. (laughs) Almost a party fell. Almost. Almost a heart attack. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, already lost two channels, let alone the last two. There would be no podcast. We're getting a little inside baseball. Moving on. Okay, our next story. We're not going to go in completely in depth on this one either. Again, because we've been drinking. Uh, I'm not even going to steal the title. Drinking. I might not even look at the story. Okay, we're just going to say Flying Dog just won a case, a uh, First Amendment case, because they were being sued over their raging bitch. Let's stop right there. Chris, last night we had some Flying Dog beer, the Oyster Stout. What would you think about that? Loved it. I never had an Oyster Stout. I'm a massive Stout and Porter guy. I've never had an Oyster. Oatmeal Stout's where it was at. We did a side-by-side oatmeal from Schlafly. 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 Thank you for correcting me every time. And then we did, I can't remember the name of it, from Flying Dog. It was... Pearl Necklace. Pearl Necklace, yes, because there were a lot of cracks made about it. If if they're going to be... This is the company that makes Raging Bitch. They're going to make some inappropriately named drinks. Yeah. They have, like, uh, it's not... Who's the artist for Hunter S. Thompson's books? Yeah, he does all the art. Stankman? Stedman. Stankman is a weird connection of him (laughs) and uh, Peter Venkman from Ghostbusters that I've merged into my brain. But no, the Pearl Necklace introduced me to the Oyster Stout, which is... as I commented, I didn't know a stout could be crisp. It's it, like if if you if you follow me on Untapped, it's the it's the one I checked in saying it's surprisingly clean. Casey put us through a private little tasting here last night because it was just the four of us hanging out, and we're not going to record everything because sometimes we need to have candid conversations. Sometimes we need to make inappropriate comments. But it was one of the highlights of the evening. 
Yeah, the uh, whenever you talk about oyster stouts, like going back to that brewing world, not everybody has the great dark brewing water that Kentucky has. Um, but we have uh, great dark brewing water. We have great brewing water, like like the. Uh, Why do we? We have sit that? on a fantastic limestone shelf. Exactly. that we are spoiled by. <laughs> I'm just saying we're great for growing. Um, I'm going to say ginseng, <laughs> um, which my grandfather grew. That's sure. why I'm saying that. Maybe some other herbal remedies. Um, if you're in Colorado, of course, right? Of course. Uh, but apparently we're also good for... for brew- Man, we are a state of vices. Right? Mm. Uh, which Tobacco, is, hemp, hemp, beer, other, other beer. things. I'm just saying, like, we're also, like... We're in the Bible Belt, guys. Like, how... We're, we're the state you don't want to know about. Yeah, so we've got great brewing water, but not everybody does. So you want a little calcium carbonate in there to bring down your uh, acidity level. You look for something like a uh, an oyster shell. That couldn't, couldn't you just toss some uh, um, what are they called uh, Alka Seltzers into your <laughs> plop plop fizz fizz of whatever relief it is. <laughs> FDA is not too keen on putting uh, some sort of medicinal uh, treat into beer, but you throw in some. Uh, a little bit of uh, calcium carbonate, you know, by a oyster shell in there, it, it really brings that brewing water down to a dark beer level. So I'm sure you heard Chris just uh, pop open that last beer, a little hiss. Yeah. What are you pouring for us? We are pouring now, moving into the Three Floyds Alpha King, which is their standard. Like, that's, if you're going to find Three Floyds anywhere, this is usually what it is. Uh, bottled on four fourteen sixteen four twenty five. Pretty fresh. Bottle four twenty five. Um, yeah, pretty pretty fresh actually. Uh, less than a uh, about a month old at this point. Month and month and six days old. But back into news, <laughs> Flying Dog. They we're, were being. We're doing news. Yes, we're trying to, but we're drinking and we're drunk, so this is getting convoluted. Uh, <laughs> Flying Dog won their case. Uh, a judge came forward and said, no, it is within your First Amendment rights to name the beer... Raging Bitch. Raging Bitch. No, and I'm cool with that. Like, I think the greater thing that comes with this is there's been a lot of controversies spilling out recently. Three Floyds, as we're drinking, uh, we don't have any tonight, but they're behemoth. They've been getting in trouble this year, uh, pulling controversy from uh, women's rights groups about the label being objectifying to women. Oh, I I honestly don't know what the label looks like. I haven't seen the label, but it's usually like a big fat monster, and it's is like it, a it, big fat woman or something. And is it like the like, is it like that prehistoric statue of the woman that's literally just all Venus of Willendorf? Venus of Willendorf, thank you. <laughs> Pretty much, but uh, from them, uh, we're pulling it up over here and looking. It's just a. It's not even a her like horrific monstrous woman. She's just like a bigger woman in a swimsuit. It's just so, but never people, mind. We're about got into a different conversation. I'm not bringing us down. People people are getting kind of twisted about it. They don't like it. And then also from a Cincinnati local uh, Rivertown with their Brett T-shirt contest. Oh my! The label. Okay, no, the label has two women in white wet T-shirts. You can't really see much. There's not like a lot to find except for the winner of the wet T-shirt contest which is a big fat guy in the middle holding up a trophy with the biggest boobs of all. 
USA, USA, USA. Let's forget about USA though. Let's go to Belgium. Cantillon, you and me. Belgium, Belgium. Doesn't quite have the same ring. Uh, Bob, you and I both had the Cantillon Rose de Gambrinus. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That had a pair of. I don't remember. It was majorly big. It was. It was a lady that huge, was topless on the label. Huge tracts of land. Huge <laughs> tracts of land on that label, and you know that hasn't been brought up either. It's just people that are looking to cause a little bit of uh, you know controversy. Well, okay, so maybe they're causing controversy just so they can look at something and see see what's going on. You know, it, it causes a buzz. Maybe they're maybe they just think it looks neat and that's how they want to do it. I'm okay with either option. I, I'm a very strong, like, yeah, whatever you want to do, go ahead and go ahead and do it. There's no reason to... to... Yeah, I don't get why this has really been such if, a thing. Yeah, and if you're buying beer, you're over 21. There's no, like, legal, horrible reason that's like, oh, but think of the children. Yeah, that's <laughs> okay, the Brett t-shirt, kind of, like, I saw the label in person, and that's when I was like, I don't understand what the... It, there's... Because people were coming out saying it's objectifying women because they're pl- it's a play on words for wet t-shirt contest because it's a Brett Sour, and they call it Brett T-shirt contest. But it is a big fat guy displayed clearly in the middle with a woman on each side in a wet t-shirt that shows no definition. His is the one that shows all the definition, like he has like erect nipples and all this stuff. So anytime you say Brett talking about beer, I immediately go to we have concerns and I start thinking about Brock's. <laughs> like yeah, no, we're gonna go we're gonna go do some some. Some base jumping. We're going to be some Brocks. Oh, gosh. That's, that's a... I, I'm betting there's like maybe four people that know what, what I'm talking about when I say that, but whatever. I, yeah, uh, so those... I mean, that's kind of what's been coming out. Of, I don't know. It's a controversy, but not a controversy. It, okay, they won. Good on them. That's, yes, that's how we're supposed gonna, to do. That's going to set a precedent moving forward. You can say whatever you want on your beer labels. Bottom line, most of these things are, like, you get into a rated R movie, it's 18+. plus. Beer is guaranteed to be 21 and over, at least in the U.S. Yeah, why couldn't you call a beer Raging Bitch? Right. I mean... Sorry, sorry. I had to go, like, pick up the pizza guy and and make sure he got in. (laughs) It's especially silly because the Raging Bitch thing, it's called Flying Dog. Guess yeah. what a female dog is called? I mean, uh, it's not even it's a meant dog, to be there. You know? A female dog is called a kumquat, right? <laughs> Which is just completely... It's, it's, it's ridiculous. People are just Ooh. drawing conclusions from everything. <laughs> that, that sounded a bit more suggestive than I realized. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, did. it did. Okay. so Moving on. Let's, let's move on away from this from our next... It's not even a story. This is just like a headline of what's to come. Ohio it is, has. It is a tweet. It is a tweet. That is what we're going to link. Is a tweet. You can find the story everywhere. But Ohio has voted through House Bill. Uh, House Bill. Thirty-seven. Thousand and four hundred sixty-three. House Bill thirty-seven. They have done away with alcohol. The ABV limit. The cap in Ohio. It is gone. We're waiting on failed presidential candidate John Kasich. To Kasich just has to sign it at this point. And but then once he does, we'll all start chanting, USA, USA, USA. Get over there. Here's the thing. Like, when, not too many years ago, Ohio just raised, like, I think 2002, 2003, Ohio raised their beer level of alcohol from, like, 
six percent to twelve percent. It's like Utah numbers, right? That's that's a Budweiser thing, right there. I'm sure Budweiser was fighting completely against this. Budweiser was fighting against this, right? Even against no, totally. There's no reason they would want this to happen because I'm pretty sure that their uh, Bourbon County Stout is not over twelve percent. So if you're talking about a Bourbon County Stout versus a Kentucky Breakfast Stout coming in at twelve point four percent. There's a whole lot of competition there. The limit, yeah, the limit is now gone. So, well, as soon as Kasich signs it, we're still waiting for that. We assume he will, but that just means it is going to be raining high gravity beer in Ohio. You can finally get those Flatlanders out of your bars. Flatlanders can get the hell up out of my bars and get the hell up out of my KBS. <laughs> Whenever someone says something like "get get on up out of my stuff," I'm just like, <laughs> get up, oh, man. Now. Get up, get on, get on up, up, get on up, get on. <laughs> it's that kind of night, yeah. It's a night when I break into James Brown. You mean every night? Every night, right? Look, you don't know me. You don't know my life. Okay, now we're getting into a point where you know I'm drunk. Okay, let's keep this disaster rolling. Uh, these might be a little out of order, but we're going to move on into Untapped. Get riggedy, riggedy, wrecked, All right, our first badge that we're going to cover here we've missed quite a few in the two weeks we've been off like there have been some like just like buzzed by us and it in fairness i've i've had like a very low drinking week i it's just i don't know whether i was saving myself for this weekend or (laughs) so let me just put this out there um i was in philadelphia I think it was Philadelphia. You you get so many places you can't remember where you are. Uh, It was in Pennsylvania. I'm pretty sure it was Philadelphia last week. And there were a couple nights with the company that I just had way too many. Like, I have a hard time wondering how you got back up to the hotel room at that point. Yeah, no. You're the way I got back up to the hotel room. That that was Boston, but yes. Um, So, for the past week, I've been, like, abstinent from alcohol just so my (laughs) liver can recover a little bit. To get ready for today. Right? Pour some out for one's drunken homies. Yes. Okay, our first badge that we decided to get into was uh, the new bubbly at the brunch table. This is from Stella Artois. Okay. Just a quick aside. Pizza's here. That's actually not the aside I was going to say, but oh. that is a big pizza. And that is Snyder's Barbecue Chips. Bob. Oh, God, yes. <gasps> oh, sweet baby Jesus. Not the beer. He's You're just excited. Oh, sorry. Okay. I have never been that loud on the podcast before in my life. Just hand me that whole bag of chips. Is it obvious we're drunk? Um, I know, I know, I can't eat on the air. Um, oh, no, you can, but we'll get one in a minute. Of chips <laughs> no, yeah. no, you're not getting the chips over here. We're not getting into that. Anyway, We're going to have a Daryl moment on. here. Um, there was... I have... That, those chips distracted me. What was my train of thought? <laughs> Where were we going? We were... Well, I was going to start talking about this badge that okay. people might want okay, to Okay, move on. Let's talk about the badge. We're starting with the new bubbly at the brunch table from Stella Artois. Oh, Artois that's it. Artois. Quick, quick aside, Stella Artois is my least favorite beer to open. <laughs> that, that, that paper around yeah. the top, oh, oh. is it frustrates me. Yeah. It, it tasks me, and I must destroy it. <laughs> but I've already seen some of our friends on Untapped have been getting this badge. Um, I've not been purposefully going out tracking it i may if i see one out grab one to get this but uh the badge says try something new for brunch and unlock the stella artois cider brunch badge by checking into one stella artois cider not other flavors like raspberry pear peach or elderflower 
between five six sixteen and six six sixteen. I, I feel like that sounds like it's like try, try the one cider that's not those. And they've been doing a big push on ciders lately. Didn't Salatois come out with a cidre or was that's that? What, this is what that's, that's, that's what we're talking about. Oh, horribly mispronouncing. C i d r e. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, maybe it's not a cider. I don't know. I'm hearing the oh, word. It's a cider, but it, they like intentionally make it. Uh, Hard to pronounce. Well, like Atois. They're, they're called Atois. <laughs> they're going to call themselves Cider. Owned by ABA. It's and just Bev. Cider. Um, yeah, part of the uh, the high end, as they say. Yeah, so they are part of ABM Bev's high end. It's an awfully nice looking badge, though. The little picture Sorry, of French toast with the, the Cell Atois next yeah, to it. Yeah, the badge. I look at the badge, I'm like, I could have that beer and eat some French toast. I mean, <laughs> well, anytime you have beer and French toast, you know, you're good I mean, there. Oh, yeah. Okay, let's barrel into the next one. Uh, we have from Lagunitas, Aunt Sally. You oh, know who you are, Aunt Sally. and you know why. <laughs> that's literally what the, what the badge that's says. That's what the badge says. They, they know. They know me. Uh, welcome, Aunt Sally, into your life and unlock a brand new badge. Check into one Aunt Sally from Lagunitas between May 16th and June 13th. And the aptly named Lagunitas Aunt Sally badge is all yours. Forgive my crudeness, but I feel like this be, this should only be available like five days out of a you know month period or something. <laughs> yeah, no, that's there's no forgiveness for that. Yeah, crudeness. yeah, no, no. You know, that's... It just seems anytime the aunt visits. <laughs> Jesus, you're welcome. <laughs> Hey, this, this one actually stuff. expires pretty soon, so if if you see this uh, at your local liquor store, you might want to grab on, get on that. I mean, yeah. June thirteenth is that? I swear, it feels like tomorrow is going to be June. So yeah, the way this is rolled, the weeks oh. have been rolling past. Like we missed uh, Oatsmobile. We, two or three of us tried to get it tonight, as and then much, it was like, oh crap, it's gone. As much as I have against Bell's Brewing, I did go with the Oatsmobile check in tonight just so I could get that badge. And, I hate myself. For it. Spoilers! Spoilers! Yeah. Spoilers! Oh, we're not in that period yet. Okay, let's let's get there. Okay, let's move on to our last badge. Another pun, really. Taste the blues at World of Beer. This is an Oscar Blues badge. I keep thinking that it says Oscar Bluth. <laughs> I've never had any of this. Like an beer. Oscar Bluth badge would be great. Like you're locked up in prison <laughs> trying to make sure your brother goes back in instead of you. There's always money in the banana stand. There's always money in the banana stand. $20,000 lining the walls of the banana stand. <laughs> All right, we're on a... Okay. Uh, a lot unlo- of tangents tonight. Yeah, there's going to be a lot. I wonder why. Unlock, unlock the World of Beer Summer Blues badge by checking into one Oscar Blues American Summer Hobby Wit and... Two other different beers from Oscar Blue, so that's three total, while at World of Beer locations between May 16th and June 13th. There are a lot of conditions for this badge. Yeah. I I have no idea how to achieve this badge. Neither do I. I have no idea where these locations are. I've never had their beer. I don't know if I want to just randomly that's, try that. That's honestly. also the problem. I don't, I don't know who I don't they know are. I don't know anything to expect from that. So the only world of beer that I know of is like Sergio's World of Beer in Louisville, which is one of the top beer places to buy beer, I guess, would you say, um, in the U.S. But other than that, what's, what's the world of beer? I have no clue. Is it like the wild world of sports? Definitely not all right, no, they got, they got all the deaf silence, so no, <laughs> Crickets, not. Crickets, Crickets. Crickets. <laughs> all right, nobody's into 70s sporting events. It's no. fine, just me. Not playing to the right crowd here. Look, 
You tell me that you watch you watch a few thirty for thirties and you tell me that they're not fascinating. Never mind. Different. Wrong crowd again. Mm. All right, so that does it for Untapped and the news. Um, so, so finally, our topic of the day: all tech craft brews and food. We have a topic. <laughs> right. I'm drunk. You're drunk. Everybody's drunk. Yeah, it's it's where we spent the past nine hours drinking. You're nine hours drinking. Right. That was a long time. All right, let's let's just. Was it really nine hours? Yes, yes, it was. <laughs> uh, okay, it was. It was seven hours at the event, and hour and a half, two hours. Hour and a half to two hours at Hopcat so, Bar. Okay, yeah, let's start. Easily. Let's start this day over where it was when we. So I get up in the morning. <laughs> I. No, this isn't Ulysses. Let's let's get a little past that. No, no, no. I just I was trying to go into Save by the Bell, but I forgot the next words. Oh. <laughs> um, no, I have we no idea. <laughs> make it make it to the something on time. time. Yeah. Jesus. Uh, okay. Let's not fall down this rabbit hole. It's a really bad no, show. No, we're down this rabbit hole. No, we're we're getting back out because Save by the Bell was a bad show, and I don't know. Sean, and yet I pizza. I watched it into the college Stop. years. Don't, go get pizza. Don't, Stop sitting there. Don't order. Oh, yeah. It's like, don't order Sean around. He he is our guest. I'm telling him to get pizza for himself. Oh, and before we get into this next segment, we are already in the next segment. Well, as we get into this next segment, let's get the next beer. Drink up. You know the, this the peer pressure. Okay, so to recap our day, and if you followed us on Instagram on the show's Instagram account, we we posted pictures along the way. Yeah, we um, got up early. We we went to uh, Hopcat. Well, okay. Well, you went uh, to Spalding's to get we donuts got do- first. If, okay, for, this is a non-paid advertisement. If you guys are ever in Lexington, Kentucky, and you need donuts in the morning, Spalding's Bakery. They're twice fried donuts. It is my jam. Yeah, they're pretty freaking good. Um, but so yeah, we started off the morning with donuts. We left here. We get, took it. We took an Uber to start the whole day off in the first place. I, I didn't put my keys in a car once today. It was great. We, we no. were very responsible with our drinking. Um, so we did Uber over to Hopcat, which we've been wanting to go to for a while. And, um, but they've today been was extra special because when they opened, it was Sloppy Saturday. It was you literally know, the name of the, the thing they're calling it. That's something that hasn't been covered on this, this show, and I think it probably should be at least mentioned. What this, be mentioned. This past week was Craft Beer Week in most of the nation. American Craft Beer Week, yes. I mean, I got my badge earlier this week just from grabbing... I think I had like a new Belgian triple, and I went, oh, it's craft beer week. That explains why this weekend I've got. It was our off week, recording day-wise, so we didn't mention it beforehand. We probably should have, mostly because I didn't know about it. Well, I, I honestly didn't know about it until like the week of, anyway, right. or like that Sunday before, well, something like that. Well, we've we've, ta- we've talked about this. Be- we've talked about this before too. Like, we don't know about holidays until yeah. like until it happens. Suddenly the badge pops up, but no, we would have known. Because Lexington's Craft Beer Week was aligned with just the National Craft Beer Week. Cincinnati's, where we are, Isn't until, yeah, for whatever it, reason, they're like, no, we're not going to do ours till June. Well, it, yeah, it was in April, and then they moved it to June, which I think we've talked about before. Yeah. So, um, But yeah, so, okay, we started the morning off with donuts, took an Uber to Hopcat. We were at Hopcat, and we managed to get, like all of us, well... Casey didn't get it because he's had it before when we all tried it for the first Casey time. Casey got something even harder. It, like, amazing, yeah. So, um, Bob, uh, Justin and Chris and I got um, the Dragon's Milk Reserve Vanilla Chai. Oh, my God, that was good. Yeah. 
They actually had some left over from the, the tapping of the night before, which was amazing. Um, and then Casey... It wasn't the night before. It was like... It was Thursday. Yeah. Oh, was it really? Oh, They had to wow. be like, cheers to Michigan so, beers. Oh, that's so, right. So that's the thing I love about this, this idea with Hopcat about their sloppy Saturdays. Sloppy Saturday, yeah. It's literally just, hey, you know how we have all this leftover beer from our, our takeover event that we had? Just use it up this weekend. Yeah. I, ain't, I ain't got time to sit here they and had stuff waste the beer. The whole week. They had KBS bottles. Like, mm-hmm. they had all kinds of stuff. Casey, what was it? Casey yeah, got what a did you get? Because that was amazing. Rare beers. So, the, the Prairie Artisan Ales is one of the harder to get things in this area, at least. You know, if you live near the brewery, it's a little bit easier to get. But at least here in Kentucky, it's hard to get the Prairie Artisan Ales, and it's very highly acclaimed. And so, what I got was the birthday bomb, third uh, birthday bomb. And this beer comes in. It, it, if you could think of a beer that's got something added to it, this beer probably has it added into it. So you've got first off espresso. So you've got the coffee aspect. You've got vanilla. You've got uh, ancho chilies. Then on top of that, so that's just the prairie bomb. Then on top of that, you toss in there. Uh, did I say chocolate? Some the chocolate caramel. in there too. Yeah. But then you you toss in a caramel sauce on top of that for the birthday bomb. Delicious. How about anchovies? You toss that in there? Not Oys- yet. No. Oysters? No oysters on this one. You could and you could taste the chilies, but it wasn't it was just it was a crazy amazing balance of things that shouldn't have gone together and yet did very well. Yeah, again, this is another one of those beers that wouldn't have been able to be served in Ohio up until now. Now-ish. <laughs> until sometime in the near future. Until Yeah, whenever it gets signed in. Coming soon. Yeah. Coming soon to a bar near you. <laughs> but yeah, so we had some... We met up with um, a bunch of people from back home, some other people we know from in Lexington. And Friends of the show. We had yeah. a lot of people... End up showing up. It was a really good time. So um, we had a good time at Hopcat, and then um, Hopcat is actually just like basically across the street from where the event was being held. Oh yeah, not like it. Like a block away. Hopcat has a parking problem, but it's downtown, so you don't care because you literally once you're there, you find somewhere to park a while's away, and you just wander into whatever you want to do downtown. Yeah. Or you just take an Uber. Also true. And the Uber wasn't very expensive. I expected with the big event like that that the because the Uber in Cincinnati for any kind of event really they just jack up the rates and we didn't have that problem at all. Yeah, the Reds are playing some night. We'll expect your Uber to be you know like six or seven times regular price. All right. So what's the next beer on the table? Oh, what well, we're opening right now. Hold yeah. on. Let's uh, let's get a nice little sound effect. Uh, is this this is. I have no idea how to say the first the, word of this. It's, it's Sumerian Pale Ale. Sumerian Sabretooth Berserker. Oh, yeah. From the, Three Floyds. The, because in all Do three, you like to something something berserker? In all Three Floyds fashion, the label looks like a death metal album cover, meaning it's very hard to read. Do you like to keep your non-explicit label Berserker? Bottled on 5 for 2016, so fresh. another very fresh beer. The reason I love the name Sumerian is it's it's a ref, it's a mild reference to um, uh, Conan the Barbarian. Like a real... That's the name of the, the sort of previous fictional land that he, he grew up in. I haven't got to try it yet. They, they keep pouring it around me, taunting me. We're pouring. Calm down. <laughs> I'll calm down when I darn well feel like it. So we're changing beers, but... Um, okay, so... 
The event itself started off a little slow, um, as most events do when we get there, because we like to get there at the very start for some reason. Um, <laughs> well, they tell you 12 o'clock. No, we didn't get there at the very start. We got there about an hour late. Well, it's about, true, but it was still minutes or so late, normal yeah. people get there around like five or six. <laughs> yeah, no, like it was, I'm not saying it was empty when we got in. We didn't have a line to walk in. There wasn't like a crowd of people trying to cut through. But when we got to, we got to the, we got inside, it was a decent crowd of people, people lining up, but there wasn't crazy lines yet. By the time they started tapping the good stuff later in the day, insane lines. Yeah. Got a butt to go. We were, we were like lining up like 15 to 30 minutes ahead of time to try to find something. Yeah, so uh, early on in the day, we had some fairly non-amazing beer choices. I mean, they're good, but not hard to find. They were like, listed as special tappings. What was, I noted this, what was the first special tapping yeah, of the day? Ballast Point Pineapple Sculpin, which is quite easy to find in this area. Yeah, like it's not, it's not a huge deal. I will say every place typically had two regular beers you could get whenever you wanted from them. Right. Uh, and you had it was a ticketed sort of event, so you had they gave us twenty free tickets for beer. No one was taking tickets. <laughs> I always ended and up the finding first people part of the day they were. I always found found people that was like wanting to give me tickets, but it may have also been because I looked like that guy that was like, yeah, yeah, okay, I'll you can you you want my ticket? Uh, meanwhile, uh, my friend uh, my friend Yoshi that joined us up there, she just strolled on in, grabbed whatever she wanted, and left. Uh, but that also may have to do with the fact that she's female. Uh, girls don't have to pay for things. They don't, especially that, when it comes to beer. Not to sound sexist. That, that's I so just mean Sexist. Okay. Sexist. No, I like, it's, it's a joke we have okay, between us. It's like beer. she just walks on in. Like, yeah, okay, moving on. But the, Yeah, I think, I, I mean, my opinion is that they a lot of the good tappings were after 3 o'clock. Yeah. Most they of were, the, the really... The majority of the better ones yeah, were the, later. The special our, rare tappings, Our I think. first few stops were just kind of like, oh, let's just kind of get ready, get rolling. Well, let's... Okay, Casey's got it in front of him. What did we pass up in the first part of the day? Uh, well, he, here's the thing. Pass first up. off, I like the way this Brewfest was organized rather than the one that was up in Cincinnati because you didn't have to rush in the first hour to try everything that was special. Yeah. Okay, again, yes, it was that and... The one in Cincinnati was set up. It was only three hours long. This was eight hours long. If no. you wanted to spend eight hours, you're good to spend eight hours. If not, you know, come in for what you really want. If not, step on out. Not to sound bitter, but I don't know how the one in Cincinnati went. Touche, <laughs> uh, touche, Bob. <laughs> so well, I'll tell that, you how it went. We ruined. <laughs> a we mixer. ruined the mixer. Yeah. <laughs> So in that first uh, first two, three hours, you're looking at, like, Deschutes, Armory, uh, Experimental, PA. And, and I'm sure uh, Deladders had their their Armory. They were right XPA. beside, actually. Yeah. Deladders was yes. right beside Deschutes. It was a bitter rivalry. If, um, if you went near Deladders, you got, you know, like, a, a, a jump into a different line. They were throwing <laughs> feces at each other across the hall. <laughs> Brittany, did you like the Abita, the Bourbon Street Belgian yes. Gold? Yeah, no. Yes, that, was that was a big fan of Abita. Honestly, we so I've now had like three of their beers total, and that one was quite good. That was one that like Brittany had it. I went over there, and ran over it once. I realized that they had tapped it, and kind of go, you know, got the got the glass, tapped, did a nice little little smell, and went, oh, this is gonna be 
Yeah, she came back with Mardi Gras beads, and I said, well, we're going to have to go get some of that. I was like, that's over at Abita, I'm guessing, since the beads said Abita real big. I didn't ask how Brittany got her beads. (laughs) Well, no, I got over there and ordered my beer, and they were out of beads. But but the beer, oh, it was fantastic. I saw people later with beads. They they had them. They just didn't. Not for your kind. (sighs) He he didn't like your beard. (laughs) Um, Philistine. When you're looking at, uh, after that first hour, you're looking at left hand, and I know a couple of you had that hardwired. Okay, we got the hardwired. It's not hard to find, it but we know it's good. That said, you couldn't find their milk stout to save your life, because that line took up most of the convi- most of that hall. Like, it went from the width of that hall, of like people like lining up, and I'm like, what are they lining up for? And then when I realized later they had sold out of the milk stout, I went, It was oh. gone quick. Admittedly, and I I said early on, left hand makes a really good milk stout. Yeah, yeah. Most of these breweries had like two taps, but one of the breweries that had four taps on normally, uh, plus a couple extra, was the Goose Island booth. Mostly probably because they're owned by AB InBev at this point. Um, They have one of the larger booths of the, the group. One of the beers that they offered at uh, around a little after 1 o'clock, uh, they offered the Matilda, which if you're a, a beer drinker or whatever, it's fairly easy to find, but you can only get it normally in a small four-pack or in a 750-milliliter bottle. Um, that being said, most of these beers that we could find normally, we just kind of passed over. Yeah, this there were a couple that we made exceptions for because there wasn't a special tapping or something else going on. So we were like, we know this is good. Let's go ahead and possibly blow the beer ticket, and let's just get in line and go ahead and grab these. The hardwired was since, one. Since we're talking about stuff like we just sort of walked on past and missed, uh, you want to mention some maybe some of the, some of the stuff we grabbed while we were waiting, like maybe yeah. some, some of the food because they had food there too. Oh yeah, like five dollar barbecue pork nachos where the lid wouldn't even close. I couldn't eat all of it. Brittany wouldn't take enough of it. I had to throw a bunch of it because I was already so full from the food we actually had at Hopcat before we left, and then yeah, something. Oh, I got Gouda mac and cheese with bacon. Mm. (laughs) Wait, Chris. Mmm. Yeah, those pork nachos were spot on, Chris. We stood in line together, and uh, you know we were in one line and looked over at the other line and 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 said. Are you online for the nachos? And they said, "Yeah, we paid already. We're just waiting." Yeah. So they were a little backed up with the pork they had nachos. Two lines: one line to order, one line to retrieve. Someone, someone up there had some brisket sandwiches. I saw walking by that I looked. Oh. <laughs> yeah, the Jefferson Davis Inn, which is uh, a pretty good like liquor and beer bar here in Kentucky. It it is. It's in Lexington. It is unfortunately named. It's true. It's true. Um, but they did have some because awesome sandwiches. We we weren't part of the Confederacy. We weren't part of anything, apparently. <laughs> the way it goes. Uh, but, never mind. We're going to get into a historical uh, yeah, historical if, tangent. If you ever want to get into a historical conversation with me, find me, message me online. I will I will argue about this all day with you. I could totally see you doing a podcast just about history here anytime. Why are you? Yeah. Like so. Okay. Real quick, not to derail us, but. Looking back at my check-ins on Untapped, we're on rails. I mean, that was an assumption, but no. Uh, I see a check-in really early on that we kind of passed over. We dropped by the Three Floyd's booth like immediately because they had zombie dust. All right, I may have mentioned, may have had a reference and got a little shouted down in the beginning. 
They did have zombie dust. They had zombie dust at Hopcat. It was one of their their only like, sort of on. But we knew they were going to have it at the convention, we so did. we did not get it at Hopcat. Yeah, rather than paying six dollars fifty cents for a pint of it, we would rather you know take the take the whatever twenty five yeah. thirty dollar ticket price and and take the hit that way. So, so Hopcat is a is a I objectively it is a good beer. Hopcat or zombie yeah. dust? Zombie dust. Zombie dust. Yes. Sorry, zombie dust objectively is a, is a is a is a good beer. Like for its for its type, there are many things about it that are good. I do not like it that much. Um, it's pretty hoppy. You can gasp all you want. We you gasp. know you know who I am. You know what <gasps> I, you know what I'm about, son. <laughs> uh, so I. I'm not a huge fan of zombie dust. That's why I was saying earlier, like the 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 is it bubblegum the the yeah that we had to start, to start tonight this, off. Yeah, I l- loved that. Uh, this Sumerian, it, it's actually pretty good. I, it I'm is. enjoying that. I gotta say, uh, since we're getting, we'll talk about this real quick. Since we're drinking three Floyds, uh, Sumerian Sabretooth, it's pretty good. I like. I've not had something in a pale ale like this. No, and like pale ales can be hit or miss for me. Oh this... no no no! This isn't a pale ale. Oh, this is an imperial IPA. So definitely oh. pretty far away. What? What? <laughs> I I don't know what I'm about, son. son. <laughs> I have no idea. Oh what yeah, I'm this is anymore. this is up there. Almost a hundred IBUs. You're looking at like oh, I think close to nine percent ABV. I can't even taste those IBUs. Ain't that the truth? <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty good, but also from Three Floyds while we were there, we had their other, okay, they had three offerings, they had two basic offerings. All great names, by the way. So, okay, Zombie <laughs> Dust was one of their basic offerings. Go um, ahead and soak that in for a second. Just let it let it flow over you. Their other basic offering was War Mullet, which War- was one of the better beers I had for the evening. So I did try the two, not back-to-back, but very close together, I mean, as you would do for the whole evening, and... Zombie Dust seemed to me like a more laser-focused, and I told, told a couple people this. It was a laser-focused, very hop-forward, very sharp beer. Tasted very good. But whenever you get into the War Mullet, it was more muddled, not as uh, focused in the hop flavor. It was just very all over the place. So I, I, can, I can see where you're coming from from that. Uh, I, the, the Zombie Dust is just... it. It felt like it was much more of an in-your-face kind of hop. Uh, War mullet, you say muddled, and I say more palatable, mellow, maybe, maybe. But I, I didn't. I, I, I liked the war mullet. I think I gave it maybe like a, a, a three and untapped, and which, which we established last week, <laughs> uh, last time is yeah. the the if you if you give it a three, it means I'm willing to have it again. Uh, the but like, War Mullet was great. They had what was the the other one they had? Um, the what ended up being their special tap was the wig splitter. So wig, it splitter, was, wig splitter, which we ended up in the picture that they tweeted out in the front of the line for the wig splitter. We it was a video. The yeah, they Did showed, we really? the, they showed yeah. the full line. Yeah, well, no you can see we the mine and Kay, me and Casey are in there at the back of our heads. Okay, good. Because they, they scanned the line because we didn't realize it was like 20 minutes till and we're like, let's go ahead and get in line for that wig splitter, which yeah. was an oatmeal stout from Three Floyds, which was 
amazing. It was yeah, delicious. Almost out with coffee, I think, was what was in that one. It, so, so this video didn't include me, correct? Like, I don't. That you can look it up on uh, whose Twitter. I'm. Edit. I'm just saying. I, I hope it's not. Um, I don't need you to see my misshapen form. I think it was all tech. It was either all tech or three Floyds themselves, but it, it may have been all tech. Because three Floyds had. A representative there. Yeah. Um, did you want to give your opinion on yeah, that? Yeah, c- Sean, come on in. Sean! Gra- pull up, pull, sidle up to a mic, our resident zombie dust expert. I'm not a zombie dust expert, <laughs> but in my, in my opinion, the war mullet was one of the one of my favorites of the of the day. Uh, everything you said is correct. <laughs> <laughs> not to be too arrogant, but uh, what else would I say about it? Uh, I do, I do like the IPAs a little bit more than these guys, I believe, and it, it was, it was more mellow uh, than most of the Three Floyd stuff. What you? Zombie dust. What, what would you call me now, saying that I, I'm not as big a fan of zombie dust as as others? What, how would you you described me? Because it does seem like zombie dust is pretty common in Kentucky, at least, at least in Lexington. It is pretty common and pretty pretty popular. Um, Alpha King is what you get on tap normally when uh, the Three Floyds is around, uh, but I think I think the Worm Mullet. Uh, I found Wormullet. it exceptional. It was different from yeah, a lot absolutely. Of- it was it was uh, as I said one of the best ones that I it, it was the first one that I tasted of the day. It was the best one that I tasted of the day, and um, I'm, 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 with hop wise, did you think it was more appropriate to your um, your normal hop liking, or was it too much? Was it was it too hoppy in bitterness? Too hoppy in the flavor, or was it was it just spot on? Uh, it was a it was a little low actually than you would get from a Stone IPA. Actually, it was a, l- a little bit less hoppy, a little bit more of the fruity taste, which is uh, obviously more popular now. And uh, they brought that in, and I enjoyed it quite a bit. Yeah, definitely. The uh, the hop flavor is more important than maybe the hop bitterness in some of these these IPAs and Pellels that you're getting now. It's more appropriate to to try to drive toward that. We're looking for more nuance in the hop than just the let's blow your head off like Stone does with some of the hoppiness that yes, they've got. Absolutely. Or, or Goose Island with their. Oh long! No, that was dog dogfish. Dogfish head. You do that, oh, long. I do that every time. Every time. In my brain, that they have the same file. Like dogfish head and goose island are like somehow sharing a file on the. They're big... both animals. <laughs> I don't know. A lot of animal brewing. I don't know. I have no idea why, but they 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 coexist in my brain as the same company. But, okay, the flying dogfish head geese. <laughs> That's my brewery name. I'm suing you right now. They they go in the in in the pack of V. Three Floyds that brought like the most messed up animal in my head. Part of this, Three Floyds brought some good offerings. Uh, it was actually the first non pale ale I had had from Three Floyds was the Wig Splitter, oh, and man. I'd, it was fantastic. It was, it was great. That Wig Splitter was split it, my wig right was, off. It was my African child. <laughs> I brushed my teeth to that stuff. You know, Indeed. I travel for work a lot, and so I was uh, working last week in an area where I was talking to a guy from Indian 
Annapolis, I think. <laughs> I was really just like, from Indian. In, Indiana, what? <laughs> Indiana, at least. Like, Munster, Indiana, maybe, I think. But um, anyways, he was like talking to me about, what do you think about Three Floyds? And he was really pimping their brewery and everything. And it was, I was kind of like, like, like Three Floyds was turning tricks on the street? What? Oh, yeah, they always do, don't you know um, so I was I was really not impressed with their Alpha King like we've had tonight. The Alpha King's a good beer, but it's not like it's not one of these beers that you go, oh, I can't wait to have that again. Like the KB, it was a solid beer, but I'm not like clamoring to go find more of it. Exactly, and even on draft, some of these three, three Floyd's beers, they're not up there. And at least that's what I thought last week. But now after having a few of these, like what we're having right now, the uh, um, the double IPA that they've got and and the war mullet I wasn't a huge fan of. Zombie dust is good. Um, the wig splitter though that that kind of great. sold me. Yeah, yeah I, I was I was afraid they were kind of one trick ponyish because all I ever had were the pale ales. One one hop ponyish. One hop ponyish. But now that I've had something darker and thicker and a little more, in my opinion, complex. It sold me more. I I wanted that from them. So let's move on to something else right now because I know you all like the idea of this beer, if not the beer itself, the Monic. The his what is it? The his dark materials, yeah. Yeah, his dark materials. I, which I'm just assuming is named after the book. Yeah. The book series from Philip Pullman. I have I, I have no earthly idea what you're talking about. <laughs> But that beer, that beer was actually a really. I had that one as well. We're, it was near the end of the night, and it was because uh, we we, kinda, we saw it and we're like, oh look, and then forgot about it. After. Yeah, because it tapped around two o'clock, but it was probably seven o'clock before we actually got around to getting yeah. into that beer. I don't know. I just had a quick sip of it. It seemed lacking. By that point, it was like the carbonation was dead in it. Because it had been on tap for quite a while. I yeah. it was a good stout, though. They were running a uh, jockey box system, so everything that they brought out was warm until it went through the jockey box, which chilled it down. Um, a lot of sours out there this week. There were. Uh, there was. They had one of the sours. Uh, they had one of the sours you gave me um, the other night. That that can of oh, the Damascene from Tim Man Brewing. Yeah, the apricot sour. So anybody else that's out there, if you've had Damascene, it is uh, probably one of the most sour beers I've had. Okay, Chris and Brittany, this is not your time. This is mine and Casey's time to talk. No, about... I didn't have one of these. I'll go get our next three Floyd's it's, ready. It's mine and Casey's time to talk about good beer. You guys have fun. <laughs> Yeah, uh, there were a lot of really great sours out there. The, the French Vice, or W-E-I-S-S-E, it uh, was one of those uh, s- sour wheat beers, I guess, at this point. Uh, was, that from, was that from Victory? Victory Brewing, yeah, that was it. I did not get to try that. I think you and uh, Pat, uh, our friend Patrick got to try some of yeah, that. Yeah, that was a good middle-of-the-line uh, sour beer. It had some good backbone to it, some good flavors, but it was... It was. Kind of, I really wanted to have, take that beer and add some fruit flavors to it. Yeah, um, I, I wanted to try it, but I was also trying, I was trying to make sure I blew that that zero point zero on the breathalyzer. Uh, yeah, we so, all tried to win tonight. On Casey brought a little breathalyzer, and we were all trying to win. But for some reason, me and Justin were constantly blowing zero point zero. We were, we were alcoholic champions. <laughs> Your liver's certainly got to work out. I don't know if the, the 
device showed it or not. But all, all I'm saying is, all my fears about passing breathalyzer tests are gone now. <laughs> That's not true. Because we now know we can drink for nine hours straight, and a breathalyzer will say we're good to drive home. Though, okay, nine hours with French fries and nachos, <laughs> and, and three ounce pours at that rate. Yeah. Only twenty three ounce. I was also carrying a, ba- a messenger bag filled with water, uh, Cliff bars, pop tarts. I was our go to guy. Like, I need snacks. Speaking of food. I had, I had some water, too. Let's talk about that popcorn. Oh, okay. The never-ending bag of popcorn. Right? The Chicago-style popcorn. Yeah. Is it, it was still like, around here somewhere? Yeah, it should be. No, <laughs> no, no, it's not. We gave it away. Oh, my goodness. It seemed like we could not get rid of enough of that popcorn. Uh, five bucks for a bag of popcorn seems like a lot, but whenever you were able to eat on it, it all it day. It lasted. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it was a, uh, a mixture between the cheddar popcorn and the caramel popcorn, which... I, so I kept making the joke today that I kept, I, I reached into the bag and I was like, ah, oh, popcorn, caramel, caramel, caramel. <laughs> I swear to God, if the next thing I grab is not cheddar, I'm just going to kill myself. <laughs> oh, thank God. It was, I, I'm not a, it, it, when you get the big like popcorn tins at Christmas time, yeah. the, the caramel is always the one I leave like just completely untouched oh that's definitely the first one i go for oh no i'm all for regular popcorn and cheddar that's that's all i want sorry everyone's chewing i just distributed pizza <laughs> let's go with the mad tree the aziz oh well no, or access access so there's a point. typo on the on the not only on the sign that was there but in the actual planners like i don't even know how they like the how it went that far thing. without them being corrected and i was starting to call it that and then we were like wait a minute that's not right <laughs> So from it, Cincinnati, Mad Tree Brewing brought their bourbon barrel aged Ax- Russian Axis Mundi is what it's called. Axis it was a Russian Imperial Stout. It was a Russian Imperial Stout. Um, we had a we had a quick talk when we were going up there to grab stuff, and um, Brittany was like, "You know, we never go to Mad Tree like hardly ever. Like I've had some of their beers. There's nothing I haven't I, I haven't liked." And I came back with, "There's like there's literally no Mad Tree beer that I have had." <laughs> Full stop. And then I was like, what? Yeah. Uh, but I got to try this one, and it was, it was, it was really good. Um, maybe in my brain I'm also confusing Mad Tree with Magic Hat, because I feel like a Magic Hat I have, a, I have a problem with. I feel like you shouldn't, because I have a problem with Magic Hat, but that's a personal problem, because they had a lawsuit with a small brewer in the area. But, either way. Okay, if that's the reason I don't I no longer have a problem with Magic Hat, I... <laughs> Well, and we tried, uh, as long as we're on the Mad Tree, it, different timeline, but um, on the Mad Tree train, we um, also got the <laughs> the Soul Drifter, which is actually their summer blonde. And Mad Tree does their stuff um, only in cans, of course, unless you get it on draft at the tap room. But um, Or in a 22-ounce uh, bomber. No, they, oh, right, right. They, they do special stuff, like they, in the big, they yeah. They pour draft straight into cans, seal them up, right, and right. hand them out of the bars. Um but yeah, so they but the, so the the can art is fantastic. Madtree does some of the my favorite art, and um, the Soul Drifter it's S O L, but it's such a nice, refreshing, light, almost fruity, but it's not really meant to be fruity blonde ale. It's just uh, it's a really good summer drink. Um, so they had that there. They had the Axis Monday, and then they had oh Psychopathy, which is kind of their most famous um, beer. Little still, no idea what the Psychopathy tastes like. I'm gonna go with a really hoppy IPA just based on the name. They do a lot of hoppy stuff too, but they have a they have a wider variation than like Rhine Geist does. I'm I'm just saying, why don't more places make stouts? 
<laughs> right? I mean, not that you had an Imperial Stout from them today. Well, okay, Mattry's also... Imperial Stout from the day. Mattry's also the one that did the special one of, um, it's called Espress Yourself. <laughs> it was an espresso stout. So, Chris, what's Express this next? <laughs> Chris, what's this next uh, beer from Three Floyds that we're pouring? You may have just heard that familiar. Uh, we have just popped the top off of a Blackheart uh, English style India Pale Ale from Three Floyds. You know, I'm expecting this to be. If it's English style, I'm expecting it to have a little bit more caramel in there, a little bit more of that. English butteriness, maybe something like that. Maybe Colors definitely darker than what we've just had. Sweeter I, flavor. I've, n- I don't think I've ever had. Well, I, clearly I've never had this, but I'm like, a, a, you say it was a dark India pale ale, English pale English ale style. English. It's an English English sti- English style IPA, basically. Okay. So yeah, a little <laughs> bit, a uh, little bit more of the muted hop flavor. Um, Closer to a, um, it, it. I still get that IPA bitterness, but not the American citric hops. I get more of a very muted hop flavor and aroma. But let's move on to, from something that's very regional to something that you could probably get throughout the U.S. right now. New Belgium with their heavy melon beer. That was. I like that. Okay, <laughs> we could. We can theoretically get that, like, yeah, more I mean, or less any time. It, yeah. So there were a few of them that I thought were, like, really disappointing, quote, special. Right, uh, right. Special taps. Um, uh, me and Sean were joking about uh, the Sierra Nevada, uh, and their special tap was, like, Ultra Vest. Which yeah. I've seen every And I went, like, 15 minutes later after the Heavy Melon. Yeah, and I went, no, no, no. Oh, yeah. And Sean put it. He can get Ultra Face of Kroger down the street. I pick that stuff up all the time. Well, not all the time, but I can pick that up whenever yeah, I bloody well please. We've seen it in just about every... I mean, the, th- the same thing... That's, granted, like what I, that's what I equip, That's what I, I immediately think of when I think of Sierra Nevada. Right. Is like Ultra Face and some other... And a couple other beers, but that's... Right. Um, the Heavy Melon... Granted, it's newer. Like, it did just come mm-hmm. out. So maybe that's why it was a special tapping. Yeah. But it's still not a... I guess because their stuff is so prevalent, it's like, oh, okay. It, I'll say it was a very nice, refreshing change of pace. Right, right. It was we were going light. Heavy stout heavy for a while there. It yeah. was light. It was... It tasted pre- like cucumbers, even though it was, it's mel- it was watermelon and lime. I, I totally get that because it, it kind of had the watermelon rind flavor to it without the crispness of it. It oh, well, was yeah, still that muddled. Was it. That was it. I was going into it expecting such, you know, I was that... In your face, watermelon, like the citrus IPAs, how we've just been yeah, that's blasted by them recently, and it really wasn't overpowering. It was really subdued, and it was still like at its core, watermelon in it, but it wasn't too much. It wasn't overly sweet. No, uh, it it may have been a little bit bland. There was someone that I remember walking out of the like. When we went to go pick it up, was walking out there going like, "Oh, this beer is awful. You shouldn't have any of this." And I'm like, "No, you, I think you're just crazy. I think you're just, I think you just don't have a working brain." If you're new Belgium, I'm sure you go through so many tastings with various groups of people to make sure that this beer has an appropriate amount of uh, approval ratings. I guess <laughs> if you're going down that road. 
Um, so New Belgium, I'm sure, doesn't put out a beer unless they feel like it's going to sell well. But at the same time, I didn't like the fact that it was a little lacking on the acidity. Yeah, no. I The beer could have been better. I didn't think it was necessarily bad by any means. It just... It's one of those things I thought of as, like, it was non-offensive. Yeah, yeah. It's one of those beers that, okay, if if Heavy Melons is a great, catchy name, um, yeah, that's, you know where they're going with that. I think they sat down and was like, what can we do with an IPA that's not this citrus thing that's going on, but still a fruity beer, but not going to go over the top, and we can give it a catchy name. And, yeah, it's like all the tumblers fell into place. They're like, Heavy Melons. Yeah, well, let me take the back. It's heavy melon singular, but you yeah. know, just like a couple of us did here, it's melons as far as yeah what they're expecting. I mean, the same way I keep saying left-handed instead of left hand. I mean, just like that. <laughs> uh, let's go on to another national brewery, North Coast, with their Old Stock Ale. Oh yeah, because okay, that yesterday was near, that was near the end of the end of the day. We were moving towards the later half of the day, but we had seen this the day before. We went out to the liquor barn. We were doing. We were getting ready for our night before that we weren't going to broadcast for anyone. We were all just drinking and talking here. I, I was for broadcasting it, but I have no shame. <laughs> yeah, I really wanted to bring this um, this old stock ale, but at the same time, like we looked at the bottle and a. 500 milliliter bottle, so not too much over a standard 12 ounce bottle of beer was over $24. And tickets to the event where we knew in advance this was going to be there were 30, we paid $30 a piece, right? Somewhere around there, yeah. Because we got advanced tickets. Yeah. So, I mean, you're paying $7 more for access to all of these beers rather than paying $7 less for only that one. And don't get me wrong, Old Stock Ale was an excellent beer. And we had, I think the, uh, I asked the, the sales rep that it was, was pouring it. It was the 2015 version. So we got one of the most recent ones. I bought a 12 ounce of that and I'm I'm, let, I'm sitting on it at the house in the cellar, but at the same time... I don't think it's how you're supposed to sell other things. I don't think you're supposed <laughs> to sit on them. To You're doing it wrong then. You're a goose um, trying to hatch an egg. That's how you do it. You should see my computer desk at home. That's what? how the flying dogfish had geese do that, though. What? <laughs> what? What? <Look> what? <laughs> what? In the cellar? I said what? What? In the? That's a really old. That joke. is an old. That is an old. Joke. Showing your age with that one. I I do what I want. So let's talk about a beer that I, was not there today. That we wanted to be there today. What was not there that we wanted to be there? Dragon's Milk Chai. Oh, well. Well, we ended up having it. Okay, we knew New Holland would be there. We didn't. They had a very disappointing showing. Okay. Really? I thought so, too. They had. Them and Deschutes. And Ladders. But, yes, New Holland showed up with only their Mad Hatter and the White Hatter. And then their special, the one on tap, was just a plain Jane regular dragon's milk that you can get at any gas station. Right. Oh, I don't mean at any gas station. I don't think the Speedway around the corner <laughs> has it, but... Uh, they might. <laughs> like, they just had regular dragon's milk, and we've, we've become accustomed to it. We're I, spoiled. A little bit. It's, <laughs> it's so readily available. It's 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 really easy to go find Dragon's Milk. I can go to the Liquor Barn Express 
at the corner of uh, like of my street. And you basically. get a bomber, and I can go, I can go find like a whole six pack of it. But okay, right now, what I was surprised because we're in second quarter, and I was waiting for them to bring for their special the uh, Dragon's Milk Reserve uh, Bourbon Barrel Age with coffee because that is their second quarter reserve release for the Dragon's Milk. It was not there. Just regular Dragon's Milk was their special release there. So, but I can kind of understand that to some degree. The the first time I went to this this all tech food and brews thing was about a year ago. Me and Casey went. Casey, you were judging, I think, right? Oh yeah, I got we got free tickets, or uh, at least I got free tickets. I think we got two. But uh, I judged the beer competition the two days before. This year, I couldn't manage to get the days off work, unfortunately. Well, they were doing three days of judging. Three full days of judging, and uh, a lot of gold medals handed out on this. Uh, oh, actually, so speaking of that, they tweeted earlier about that Southern Tier one. Yeah, yeah the 2X IPA. So we got a chance to I talk. I didn't see their booth. Did they they have didn't have there? a booth. so <laughs> they. But you could get their stuff from the from, from the, the Alltech. center. It's, it's kind of funny. I don't, all tech, all of all tech's beers were. They had that beer on tap oh. there because it won the overall best in show. So the guy that we talked to, or the guy that I talked to here today, Casey was did, Casey did all the talking. <laughs> was the same sales rep that was up in the Cincinnati Brewcast when we tried the two X IPA and then tried the stuff out of the back of the truck and we never yeah. released that interview. Casey didn't feel. Yeah, yeah I was drunk. So uh, <laughs> Casey. Casey was drunk. There may have been some favors exchanged. Let's just not. <laughs> so I apologized to the guy. I was like, listen, I was a little intoxicated last time. Talk to me a little bit this time and see uh, see what was going on. No, you, you should know. have turned the table. Said, no, you were drunk last time, You sir. were so what he was with his wife, girlfriend, fiance, something. I think it was his wife, though. It um, wasn't purely business. <laughs> uh, but I, I, I should have been like, listen. You were so wasted last time, and all those ladies, you know, just just called him out on it. <laughs> but um, he, we we talked a little bit this time, and he was really excited that they got the two X IPA as the gold. But they had not planned on bringing any beer down whatsoever for this competition or for this uh, festival. They brought it down for the competition, a couple bottles, but they had not, no showing. Yeah, no showing for the actual festival. So he was um, the only beer they had pouring was the one that they were pouring. I'm assuming they, they got on board real quick to get after something. They won, after they, they won it. They wrestled a keg up from somewhere. Yeah, because last year they called the brewery that won a few hours before they announced the, the winnings. So uh, we're still waiting on a, a press release about all the gold medal winners to see who actually, which beers got the gold medals. Because I was... A- big wall of entries that we uh, our picture that we took was us in front of this wall of entries that was quite impressive yeah the uh, Dame Beer Company which won first place last year or the best in show they won first place last year um, we talked to them a little bit this year as well and they won a couple gold medals but nobody knew which beers it was for yeah okay let's move in real quick so there, there's a beer I want to talk about there was one I ended up getting in a, a getting a tweet that I'm embarrassed about for this beer. Now it was oh. one that most of us were not fans of. Okay, N- none of us maybe. Were fans. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to say none. Some people liked it. 
it's fine that you like it. Well, in our particular group, I don't know that any of us were super excited. Uh, well, it was... So go ahead and say the name of the beer. The River the Rivertown uh, Brewery and Barrel House, their Old Sour Cherry Porter. Um, if... I. Do we have video of of the the first beer tasting we did? Like, do we have that up somewhere that people can see? We don't have video. Not video. We have I, the odd that episode. You can I'm asking to. just because I made the same face drinking this that I made drinking the Pilgrim's Dole. Yeah. And that's so weird because I made that face too. <laughs> and they're very different beers. They're very yes. different. This one was like I was drinking vinegar. So when we when you all talked about the old Bruin in the European sours, this was not technically an old Bruin. It was a an American porter soured beer with cherry added. Like there is, okay. Sometimes a lot going on here. Sometimes, okay. I'm trying to like find the correct way to say this. Be diplomatic about it. I I did not enjoy the beer, but I understood that it was a complicated beer. There was a lot that, there. That's true, yeah. Uh, and I can't fault someone for going for a big a big idea. You know, right. To throw a whole lot of stuff in there and, and see if it works. And they do that. that. Okay, so to be fair, we, we have been, you know, the Cincinnati area... Rivertown is a big deal as far as we're concerned, and they do they do a ton of amazing beers. One of which was actually on tap at their booth. Um, it was the Roebling, named after the Roble- the Great Roebling Bridge that looks like the Brooklyn Bridge in New York and everything. And it's um, I mean, really, if you've seen one bridge, you've seen them all. Right, right. <laughs> but it's a vanilla espresso stout. Mm. And that's fantastic. Actually, we got Sean to try it too. Did you like that? It was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. So he said it was fantastic. Yeah, yeah so to... <laughs> it was fantastic. Yes. All right. Um, but so the and and also Rivertown makes one of my favorite blueberry um, lagers. Is it a lager or an ale? Either way, it's one of my favorite blueberry beers. So they're not so, they're not scared of experimentation with flavors, and they're usually really great at flavors. Right, and like I I want to like award people for 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 trying new and different things. This one did not work for me personally. Right, me either. And I have to me. tweet saying just oh not a fan, but it's I did that on Untapped, forgetting that it tweets yeah. and posts it to Facebook. So <laughs> their PR department got that tweet, and we're just like. Oh, we're, they tweeted back at me like, "We're sorry you didn't like it," and I'm like, "Oh crap! I feel like such an well, they, ass." They now. said, "Thanks for thanks for um, thanks for trying it." Yeah, thank you for trying it. Which obviously, like, That's, I think maybe it's a new and thing. I was, and I'm just trying to get back. I'm like, "No, it. you guys are making awesome beer. I love like almost everything you're doing. I just didn't like this one beer." That's yeah. a good action from their PR department, though. They're paying. They 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 fast. noticed something that happened, um, and that's. That's fine. Like again, I don't want to be dismissive of it. I I'm just saying personally, it's not for me. I also don't like zombie dust. So who can trust my opinion? <laughs> you know, maybe it's about what you label the beer. Because if you label a beer a uh, whatever a porter, that's I, I was thinking it was a porter with some like sour tart, cherries, tart cherry notes, old sour you know? cherry porter. Is yeah, exactly that's what how all of us it. went for. And which it's all about how what you expect when you run into that. So. Right. Maybe you should have labeled it an old Bruin, which maybe not 
maybe it doesn't sell as well on the shelf, but it certainly tells a better story than it, it's more a more accurate, accurate description. Yeah, yeah. It describes it, the beer more and re- accurately. regardless what your brewer was thinking whenever he was putting it together, it's about what beer comes out at the end. So I, I'm of the mindset that if you're looking to name your beers, maybe you take the brewer away from it and you give it to somebody else or a group of five other people and say, okay, what's this beer? Especially a group of people that know the beer styles and know mm-hmm. what they're doing. Name this beer for us. Yeah. Uh, uh, I was going to say, there's a couple that uh, I think me and Sean and a couple others went off to go try uh, that I don't know if you guys got to, got to, got to get your the hands on. The group's kind of split up at this yeah, point. We, there's, we like 11, there's like 11 of us trying to, 10 or 11 of us trying to walk around. There was no way we weren't going to get split up. We eventually all found each other. No one got di- no yeah. one died. No one got stabbed. I like the idea of no one got died. No, <laughs> no one got, got no one got died. Nobody stabbed. But like uh, the, the festivals are always a herding cat yeah. situation for us. So it, we yeah. Uh, Thankfully, but, it wasn't outdoors. It would have been so much worse. But I I did <laughs> grab uh, some from uh, the Bear Republic Brewing. I grabbed their um, actually well that's their company name. They're from uh, Ethereal. Oh, oh, okay. And they had their uh, their their Baba Yaga. You know, now that I'm looking at it, maybe I checked into the wrong thing. Is there a couple people? I don't think that's group? Bear Republic, but yes, I understand it's Ethereal Brewing. Yeah, a couple people in our group came back not the biggest fans of this beer. Some did. I thought it was okay. I thought it was it was a a. I'm pretty sure it was supposed to be like a Russian Imperial Stout yeah. style thing, uh, and I didn't. Th- Okay. It may not have been the best imperial stout, but it was a a beer I enjoyed. Uh, it it was very alcoholic. Uh, uh, as me and Brittany joked, it didn't it didn't have much dirt. It wasn't like it was a very thin thin dirt, like very a little, light dirt, like yeah. a little bit of dust, a little dust on top of it. Uh, but it it was it was actually it was I enjoyed it, but I also tend towards like the heavier, darker stuff. Um, and then like right after that, we walked over and grabbed uh, Founders Sumatra, uh, which tapped you out right did, before I, I got didn't. There. But well, but we we've ha- we have it. We have a few bottles at, in we our still fridge. Have plenty of access yeah. to it. Our local liquor store has piled to the ceiling. So there yeah. you go. Very a nice. seasonal from Founders was the special tapping. Yeah. Yeah. It's their new seasonal. I get okay. It's their new one. So they were probably trying to put this front and center so that, you know, they're they're getting their advertising dollar out of it as well. Su- Sumatra was pretty tasty. It, it, I liked it. I know some of our group, there were a few people who were not fans of it, but I am very much a fan. This is, okay, it was a, it's a coffee brown ale, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which we had talked about before. Well, we, we had talked about the barrel-aged um, amber or brown ale? I can't remember which yeah, it was. I think it was brown. It was brown. We it, needed more of it because it was good. Yeah, some intensifying brown ale flavors. I'm not looking for like a 12% alcohol beer. I'm looking for something that's got a little bit more flavor for a 6%er. Yeah. And uh, yeah, when you're coming in at those like 6 and 7%, you're not expecting that big flavor. And the founder, Sumatra, is delivering it at those low ABVs. Like you're getting those coffee flavors in, and it is. Very delightful. Founders Founders is really good about. They may make some beer occasionally. I don't enjoy, maybe, but they make good beer. 
Like there, about there are very few things of theirs that I would look at and I would say this is a bad beer. Right. Yeah, but talking about enjoying, I, I'm not trying to interrupt and derail us, but let's talk real quick about no, this it's, it's Black time. Heart from Three Floyds that we've all been drinking. This is rounding out our Three Floyds. Well, no, we have another Three Floyds for the evening. You have a Three Floyds for the evening. We've got one more to come cover, but I want to go around real quick and talk about this Black Heart because I've just been, I'm still sipping on it. And I'm kind of like I can't make up my mind about this. I'm I'm really torn on like it's there's a lot going on in this thing. So it's 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 an English style Indian pale ale which we mentioned before. I like it. Tyler is somewhere out there like flipping his lid about the <laughs> amount of IPAs I'm enjoying this time. Maybe not. Maybe I'm calling out Tyler in, in unfairly. Uh, but. I feel like there's at least a couple people who have listened to to me just going like, "What is what has happened to the you?" The color I, I can't help but remark on the color, the it's, coloring that's coming. It's this real apricotty peachy color. It's 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 almost it's got that orange. Yeah, it's it's so orange. It's it, it sounds dumb, but it's so orange. It's almost brown. Yeah. Oh, yeah um, and it's I've enjoyed it. Like so, it's 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 a little. Probably a little more on the hoppier side than I would drink, but it's I, I I've been doing this whole time going, yeah, no, this this is cool. So at this point on our um our ever uh, ever present boat metaphor, uh, we are boat. I'm on a boat on our on our IPA testing boat. Um, I I'm uh I'm definitely in the water at this point. Uh, you you jumped to the boat. Yeah, I, I'm I'm in a floaty. You know, in the <laughs> you've, you've we're still t- wearing floaties. Like yeah. we we got to be careful. I'm out there. I'm definitely in that ring. But at this point, you, instead of just like you're touching your toe to the water, you do you, do you need like, a pool noodle? Your your so toes you aren't float. touching the sand anymore. You're kind of out there. You're like you just kind of jumped off of the sand out <laughs> so, towards the deep. Wait, end. you're saying, Brittany, that we're we're reverse on this. For once, you're off the boat or barely on the boat, and I'm like... Well, th- so, like, I guess the water would be the IPA, I'm assuming. I'm assuming the, the, the IPA is the boat. So now, now, now oh, the metaphor so is derailed. Oh, so off the boat would be... Off the boat would be you're no not... No IPAs at all? Yeah, you're yeah, off yeah, the boat would... <laughs> no, you're wrong. <laughs> well, right, I take it. Uh, no, like, because in, in the metaphor, the if, is, we're on the I- if we're on the IPA boat... Right, right, right. Ah, fair, fair okay. Okay, so before then, you were more like, "I'll be there in a second, guys." And then now you're kind of now pl- you're now, sc- you're definitely scaling on the boat, but you're kind of hanging there enjoying now, the view. Now, now, like, okay, never mind. About worded in a phrase that was like kind of awkward and weird. Um, <laughs> now, like maybe three quarters of myself is on the boat. Um, like one leg is still on the life raft, ready to jump off, but. So let me pull. Let the, me pull the, li- the life raft SS stout. Let me pull you away from this boat metaphor before somebody gets hurt. Um, I'm, I'm going to drown on this boat metaphor if you let me. They that the truth. Um, we did a uh, so a couple of friends of the podcast and I did a sensory training session. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. so yeah, every we time skip I hear that on this, take a break. Okay, yeah, no, I needed some. I needed some water. <laughs> I needed. I needed to not burp on the show. No, you we're need leaving, to more. That worked. We're, we're, leaving, we're leaving that in. Um, but, uh, no, I needed to take a second. We found a place I could sit down, and I took uh, – uh, I, I ate some popcorn, ate a, ate a cliff Bar. I was ready to go for the rest of the night. Yeah, so Alltech Brewing Company, who is the host of the entire 
festival that we were at. Who makes some good beers. They do. So Alltech was having this special breakout session. It was, you paid, so every beer that you drank, you paid three, uh, paid a ticket for, and you got a pour of your beer. Alltech had this session where you did three tickets, and you got in to drink six of their beers. And it was a sensory panel. You got to go in and, and try all the different beers. So they had their Kentucky Kolsch, their Kentucky Ale. Then you went into the Race Day IPA, which is like a session IPA. Yeah, we, we had tried that, that last they, episode. It, yeah, was, it was okay. Yeah, I wasn't a huge Yeah, I fan. wasn't. We it was a little watery. They say we, I mean they. Yeah. I, I stayed to the New Belgium. Topic. What about the rye? Did they have the rye? They did not have the rye. They had the, the uh, old-fashioned, didn't they? So you had the standard race day, you had the race day IPA session. You had the standard IPA. Then you had the bourbon barrel, which the the brewer and the technical director for the entire Alltech Brewing Company were the two that were hosting this session. And and so you got to talk to these guys, uh, graduates of the Siebel Institute, and you know big big name brewers in the industry. Um, Pierce Lyons wrote literally wrote the textbook on uh, on brewing and distilling. So whenever you look at these guys, they're they're high end brewing guys. So you got the 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 standards, the four standard beers, I guess you could say that they do, plus the bourbon barrel ale, which is aged six weeks in a bourbon barrel, fresh bourbon barrel, not even like a. Uh, I'm gonna say that one. Okay, that kind of ruined me at first on bourbon barrel aged stuff because that is super boozy. Yeah, and the guys there, it raises from whenever they put it into the barrel, it's at like six percent alcohol, and whenever it comes out, it's over eight to nine percent alcohol. So you're looking at a boozy beer just because the amount of alcohol, the devil's cut or whatever that's in the bourbon barrel to start with. I I. I hate the term devil's gut it seems like they're like because when i think of it i think of them like there are commercials where they're squeeze they're squeezing barrels to make that extra bit of i'm like a no. little mila kunis in there i'm okay i'm, I'm okay with the yeah mila i'm kunis. okay with mila kunis too <laughs> don't tell my wife i'll tell never mind i won't tell you she won't listen to this you're fine <laughs> right but uh she hates beer <laughs> she does um <laughs> Dancing with Ciders. We'll get on that later. Um, but they also had the old-fashioned... No, no, no. i got to get in. Dancing, go, with, dancing go, with the Ciders? We need that We need that photoshopped of her on the Dances with Wolves cover, Dances with Ciders. <laughs> that's, her, that's her native... That's the name that my people would call her. Oh, yeah. I, it's good Cherokee. It, it's, sorry, it's one of those, like, as wise as I am, I'm, like, more Native American than I realize... All right, continue. So um, they had six beers for three tickets. Pretty good deal, actually. Um, you brought, you were brought in there. They gave you the whole spiel. So what got me on this tangent to begin with is the fact that this beer that we're doing from Three Floyds right now. Which one is it? Okay, we switched up to our last Three Floyds beer. We are currently on Robert the Bruce. So we're on Robert the Bruce, which is the Scottish style. But the one before this one. Uh, that was the that it was, was the, the Black Heart. Yeah. Blackheart. English-style IPA. Mm-hmm. So the... I can't remember if this is the technical director or the master brewer, who both graduated from Siebel Institute. Let me put that out there. 
They started into the old story of where IPA comes from. You mean the story that we told in our IPA episode that the entire time I was like, Casey is going to no, no, throw no. rocks at you me. You were actually really good on the IPA episode. It, it, the only thing is that most people out there talk about, oh, they brewed this beer especially for India. And that's not the case. It was a beer that was brewed and it just happened to survive on the trip to India. And so there, there's a lot more to it, but the guys that were teaching this class started going into the old lore story that wasn't completely true. How not true? <laughs> it, it was one of these like, okay, we're going to tell you the fairy tale version of it and not the real version. But I, I understand that if you've got a, pe- a group of like 30 people who are in there who have various levels of brewing brewing knowledge, I guess, at that point. Um, I understand that you've got to tailor it to the group. But at the same time, tell the truth. Like, tell tell the whole story, even if it isn't as picturesque or isn't as um, easy to tell as the, the truth. So real quick, I hadn't paid attention to this. Was this sensory class, it was like the only thing they offered as the such for the day, right? Yeah, yeah. It was kind of like a, a solo. You you went off. They only had three different classes throughout the whole day. So okay. over an eight-hour day, they only had three classes. And, you know, it was taught by the top brewers and distillers for Alltech, which is a multinational company and headquartered in six different nations throughout the globe. So, I mean, they're a big company. But um, at the same time, it's a... Most of the bourbon barrel, they said that 80% of their business was in the bourbon barrel ale. And that's uh, usually what you see everywhere. Yeah. Kentucky bourbon barrel ale by, um, what, it's, it's not all tech brewing and distilling, but it's uh, the Kentucky Ale Company, I guess, is what they usually go by, DBA. Um, that's usually their, their way to go through. Are, is that all you Yeah. That, okay. Yeah. Um, so I did wanna, actually want to bring up one of the – so I guess there's no – Huge thing for us. We did get to a lot of beers that we have had before. We decided to get to those at the end. So, like, Braxton was there for us. Like, we, we've all had the Dead Blow um, with their starter coffee. Their cold brew coffee. Yeah, it's it's very, it, it's fantastic. It's one of the best stouts, honestly, you can get. Um, so, we've, we had that. We've had it before. KBS was there, as we talked about, we, kind okay, of prior. Yeah, I have to go in about the KBS. Yeah, let's point. pause on the KBS, because that's definitely a national issue. Yeah, they had <laughs> KBS. I'm running on that platform. <laughs> this just no, they had they had so much KBS, or there was less demand. I don't know which it was. Okay, they brought a lot. They they brought no, they brought a keg. I don't know if they brought even brought a full keg. The, oh, I'm sure it was like probably a 15 gallon keg. The, but the propaganda that I'm willing to believe is that they've made double what they usually make. They had okay. It's yeah, what we, it's what a lot of distributors gave out like twice as much. A lot of places that we went looking for it came out and said we got twice as much as we did last year. Mm-hmm. But for this, this was just like a you know a little a little bit showed up, but it lasted long enough for the entire line of people to go through and get their one fill. And then after we'd gone through for two other fills at other brewers, it there was still plenty left. And we were able to go back two and three times for more KBS. And I don't know, because you all talked about before, the line was so long that you were looking back going, yeah, the people back at the end, they're not going to get it. This thing is going to tap. Not even people at the end, like people that were like... 
maybe 50, 60 people behind us, maybe. Where this was, I mean, this year it was everyone who wanted it got some, and then people were able to go back for seconds th- and thirds. You know, I think the difference between last year and this year is they tried to do the the entire event over a three-hour period last year. Yeah. And they did it over two days, but they did it over a three-hour period in two days. So you bought a ticket for either the Friday night or the Saturday night. Yeah, they did do the, the double day last time. And so it was very concentrated, the folks that did line up for KBS. It so was, today it was an eight-hour event, one day. You it was just, long. Yeah, <laughs> it was very long. And I was, I was a little, actually, to be truthful, a little worried whenever we started in there to say, we've got a drink for eight hours. Nine hours. Nine you, hours, yeah. yeah. You, say, you say worried. I call you a coward, sir. <laughs> well, the, and the thing is, is I, okay. Maybe, maybe they did bring more than they did last year, and that could have been a real thing. That's fine. But I, if you if you pay attention, when we were in line for that, that was also when the whole crowd of the place was kind of starting to get in that zone of like. I mean, they're they're singing the songs that are no, typical we were, songs. We were for, we were we were about an hour hour and a half away from Sweet Caroline being played. <laughs> Literally. He's At not, that point, I yeah, mean, it ended up coming it, and he went, in, I knew In that was circumstance, in addition to what actually happened. As Brittany is my witness, <laughs> yeah. they start playing music and I went, we are we are minutes away from from frickin' Sweet Caroline. And then while I was in the bathroom, I'm like, seriously, ba, guys? Ba, ba. Um, Sweet Caroline. Ba, ba, ba. Never felt so. We're going to get kicked off of. We're done. Brittany's editing all this out. But no, but so like, it was still near the end of the evening. And even though most of the people, I don't think, got there until, you know, later in the afternoon, the fact is, I think the bulk of them probably got there around what? Four or five o'clock. Yeah, we it had, was late, and we, we, the KBS a, tapping was at six thirty. Yeah, most of the folks that I talked to, they were rolling in around five o'clock. Most of the uh, the the beer scene folks here in Lexington, at least. So People, the the whole he, mood at that point was kind of in a different place. It, yeah. Okay. When we first came in, around we got there right about one. We it came was in, really laid back, really sparsely populated. We we came in with the alcoholics. We all knew what we needed. <laughs> Yeah, I mean it was, it was a really fun, casual time for the first few hours, and then it started to fill in. It's much like Oktoberfest is for us, honestly. Yeah, as far as your beer fest goes, we would you rather have something similar to the Cincinnati Brews Fest with a three-hour here at rush, or would you rather have you know you've got eight or nine hours, no, but it was pace nice yourself, that it was broken up, pace but. yourself, and you got to figure out you got to really target what you want when you want it. I would, I, I'm, I'm cool with eight or nine hours. What I would like is more seats. Yeah, God, yes, <laughs> stood for almost nine My hours feet were today. Killing me. Uh, um, who was it? Someone said that their feet was throbbing. I don't oh, think that's it was... my. That was me. Okay, no, was I can't me. remember if it was you or if it was Yoshi because I know it could have been. It could have actually gone either way. She had flats on. I feel bad. First off, how cool of a name is Yoshi? Her right? name. Her okay. name is Kiyosha, but she that's goes... actually more awesome. So but that she you goes just by. She goes by Yoshi, and uh, she was fun. Like yeah, her. no, she she's one of my. She's one of my friends that is also a coworker. As I joked earlier, all my coworkers aren't my friends, but right. not all my friends are not my coworkers. <laughs> right. I think um, it logically makes sense. Sure. So okay. So are we are we done with the KBS part though? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, are we are we done past it 
It was delicious. It's well, yeah. Okay. As it's, far as that, we didn't need to describe like, the taste and bottles, everything else. We you know. to finally have it on tap. Oh, well, that's one thing. It, it, okay. There is a difference. Tap versus bottles. There is a difference. Which did you like more? Really? I like okay. bottle. Okay, I've got a, my, I'm going to come in and assert my opinion now. I'm going to say I like the bottle more. The bottle gave me more of that ice creamy smoothness to it. Like it was, wasn't boozy at all out of the bottle for me. But coming off the tap, there was definitely a booziness that was hitting the front of my tongue. And it still hit all those coffee notes. But the really, the ice creamy bit that even Founders has been advertising that is coming off of the 2016 KBS, I felt like it was lacking on the tapped version. Justin, Brittany, what do you think? Um, I, th- I, I think I may f- prefer the bottle. Yeah. Uh, Casey, I'll go ahead and let you go. You're going to pass that on. So here's my thoughts on it. I thought the bottle was very boozy. I thought it was a little too hot. Um, on the home brewing scale, you know, we, we judge on a scale of 50. And I think on the bottle, I scored it a 43. Because good. It's very good. Um, but yeah, he released this to us in a text message. But it was... I, I think that should have been released as a tweet. <laughs> He gave us his full uh, his full assessment. He sent us the full sheet on how he would have graded it had it been judged. Yeah, had it been judged like a BJCP beer from uh, Homebrew or something like that. Yeah, judged against the style guidelines. That was the thing to keep in mind. As a BJC group, (laughs) Um, we you know we look at anything forty five and above as a world class example of the style and a world class example of the beer you didn't go full forty i i i feel like I could have gone forty five so it. anything that is forty five and above is a world class example, and that beer is listed in the guidelines as a world class example but here's my problem with it. I feel like it was probably a world class example if it were a draft version like we had today not in the bottle where i felt like it was a little boozy same time i still felt like today was a little watery compared to the bottle version so okay two things one's gonna be get me in hot water so we're gonna start with number two (laughs) we're gonna start with number two uh you uh uh you thought it was a little bit, a little bit extra boozy, a little extra, whatever on draft. Uh, oh, on bottle, on yes. bottle, on bottle, rather. Um, so, you, uh, okay, I <laughs> just say it. <laughs> okay, fine. I'm just gonna dive straight into the boiling hot water. I, I couldn't tell a difference. It, it's been, admittedly, it's been like a month, two months it since has been a little since while. I've had bottle. Right. I literally tried it and went. I mean, it's boozy, but I remember the bottle being pretty boozy, too. So here's two two differences that probably... Or two things that make a big difference between what what we're looking at here. First off, I had the bottle on Thursday, and this is Saturday. So I had them very close together. You know, we could grab the bottle right now. <laughs> I have four of them. No, we're not going to crack open another one of your bottles. I this, mean, I have a Smeagol... A Smeagol... Not a Smeagol. Smog pile of bottles... <laughs> For uh, four emergencies for friends. We covered this. You have to hoard those bottles and lay on them, and when someone walks by, hiss at them. I mean, it's that, or I have to Scrooge McDuck money bend them. Right. Second thing is 
what shape was I in by the time I was cha- tasting the dragon? It was, that, yeah, it was a while. I, I that feel, was the near the very end. I feel that, that was a, that was a huge huge difference because for me by that point I more or less felt like maybe I was a drink into a regular night of drinking. According to the breathalyzer, we were in like the point oh four point oh five range. According to the breathalyzer. I hadn't even drank. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you had okay. the air in there. I'm pretty sure. I do have to say, okay, rolling into this, we'd had a lot of coffee stouts and porters rolling in, so we were in comparing mode at that point, whether we wanted to admit it or not. We had a crazy variety it's, of stuff by then it's, because it's very difficult to like actually to, try to empirically yeah. separate them and be objective about it. To put palates into perspective. The two drinks, okay, let's go through here. I know the two drinks I had right before KBS, I had Stone's Americano Stout, and Which, then I had the Heavy Melon. Yeah. Vastly Ra- different. Radically different. Why? Radically different, but I had a coffee stout, and then something that was very different, kind of not palate cleansing, but the opposite spectrum. But I had, like, it was in my head what... I should be tasting, or what I was expecting to be tasting. And then going to that, I know Casey had a cider before we rolled in. Which I actually made the, the guys at my next booth. The uh, It wasn't Apocalypse, it was whatever the next, the Rooster Brew out of uh, Kentucky as well. But uh, I made them pour it out so they could pour in the next beer. <laughs> I, I could not, it was the only cider I did all night, but I made them pour it out. It was a reserve cider from Woodchuck too, like it was... It was I fairly. Said that I went, was like the only cider. Yeah, I went, was, cold. I went and got a water instead we tried of getting to, that cider. We tried to get Stephanie to grab some some ciders, didn't we? She was a DD. I know she was a DD, uh, but we yeah. were trying to like, we'll give you a ticket and an empty so, glass. Another thing that was kind of funny: the DD tickets that they had for the evening okay. were only ten dollars versus a thirty dollars ticket for the beer. S- Stephanie, uh, Sean's uh, significant other, got got the correct. Armband slash. Whereas Maria, Maria, Maria got our our friend Billy, <laughs> our friend Billy's both wife. Both of her friends, Maria and Billy. Yes, uh, she came through. No one said anything. No one is a mistake was made because the armbands they had two. They had one for drinkers and one for non-drinkers, and she just didn't say it. Like they just put the drinker armband on her. She didn't think anything of it and kept rolling through. And so they she got, got an extra twenty drink tickets. No, that, no, no. That she was. She didn't. Billy did. Billy did. How do you solve a drinking problem like Maria? You give you give all the drinks to Billy. <laughs> because we have a lot of friends who like they aren't beer drinkers, which is fine, and we completely get it. But she was like super cool, and she just like passed her beer ticket, all the beer tickets on to her husband. They just didn't say anything. There was an error made, yeah. a clerical error, and they were just like. Well, we're just not going to bring it up. They got a buttload of tickets. <laughs> but yeah, to be fair, anyway. tickets went out the window. Yeah. I gave like four tickets to... At a certain point, I was giving out tickets just because I wanted to throw people to the breweries I loved. I was like, yeah, listen... Like, at the end, it, for Braxton, all of us became salespeople for Braxton. We're just walking around, hey, Braxton, you got to go try their Dead Blow with Starter Coffee. Here's I, five tickets. I go kept, spend one on getting one of these beers. I kept calling it Dark Charge. Because that's what my shirt says, but that's their <laughs> imperial stout. No, only. it's not because that's what your shirt says. It's because that's what's over there in my cabinet right now, aging. Mm. So we're opening that one tonight, right? No. No. 
You got another. You got another six months. They just released tasting notes, but it still needs to go a little longer. Like, I mean, it's, it's got to go, like, what, minimum a year? The vanilla needs to crack before the end of the year. I, I did not get the vanilla. No, oh, which, which one did you go with? I got the... the Coffee? Just the the, the, the regular dark charge. Uh, you should go for a while. You could go for five years on that, probably. I'm like, not, that baby's going to age no, a while. I'm not going <laughs> to live in this place for five years. I say that knowing I've already lived in this place for five years. <laughs> Not another five. Okay, so before we like just the Braxton thing is like the end of the night. So I was just before yeah, I just wanted to before make we sure do yeah. before we do our completely unsolicited uh, plug of Braxton yeah, hour long plug of Braxton <laughs> once again. Yeah, um, I, no, I just wanted to bring up uh, one of I think it's one of the only ones that not everybody tried. It was because Sean and I went there and stood in line. Um, okay, so they we went, caught back up and okay. we tried it too. Oh, okay, okay. I, I did not. I will say you went there when we went to go try. Okay, we'll we'll do our pitch first, and for let's let Brit- let's let Brittany do her pitch, and then we'll talk okay. about our yeah, Mister. I've been talking the whole time. Yeah, um. <laughs> you call him out, Brittany. I'll root you on. Fine, no, USA, I'm gonna go eat pizza. USA, <laughs> USA, USA uh, has to be done three times, or it doesn't count. <laughs> gotcha. Okay, sorry. No, but um. So it's uh, it's from the Against the Grain Brewery, which is Louisville, I believe? It is Louisville. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. yeah. Um, which we tried some of their stuff at 8-Ball Brewing. First off, let's just say, Against the Grain has some of the most amazing can art, if you're into something a little bit weird. I have not seen any of their art, actually. Uh, brown Note. Um, oh, that's the, the taller cans? Yeah, 16-ounce oh, okay, okay. cans with a little bit of weirdness. And they had the brown note there. Which obviously is a brown ale, but it's a... Yeah, it's, it's like, a, it's like tidy whities with a guy... Who, yeah, with some poo. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Did you just say with some poo? Yeah, that's yeah. exactly what That's what's on the can art. You'll recognize yeah. the brown note. Oh! Because yeah. it's brown. a dude in his underwear yeah. ripping it mean, and it's just like diarrhea <laughs> running down the can. I like, I like I the idea of ripping it mean. Cha-cha-cha. <laughs> But um, but so that yeah that brewery uh, but so we tried um, I, okay which I, I kind of want to know who people understood send send an email to jkfraser at gmail dot com if you understood what I meant when I said diarrhea cha 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 oh my gosh I will um, take as many emails as you send me <laughs> so uh, so the surprising thing was throughout most of this even even though we've been talking lately about how the fruit. Uh, the citrus, I guess specifically, IPAs are kind of like a thing. Didn't see a ton of them there today, and yeah. except yeah. for this, this is one that stood out to us because of the name. In reality, well, like Sh- Sean was saying, he was going to like try to hit up every I- every like f- fruitish IPA that was on the list, right? Okay, Sean, get back up here to the microphone. Wait, do the fruitish IPAs need a separate bathroom? <laughs> no, the- no, that's, that's segregation, and that is wrong unless. I'm being no, that's the people's wrong. voice will be heard, and the people's <laughs> voice on how Citrus IPAs went tonight was was that uh, there was there were not many other than Ballast Point and the one we're about to talk about. Yeah. So yeah, you had this one, and maybe Citradelic. That was about the only other IPA that uh, had any fruity, citrusy notes there. to it. Citradelic was. Was it? Was it? Oh, yeah. Okay. They did have a uh, little bit of that one. Um, well, so, and this one, 
oddly enough, tasted pretty much exactly like citronella. Absolutely, it, yes. I mean, just a higher ABV, almost exactly a right. clone. So. It's pretty much what you would expect from a citra hop yeah, so beer. Yes. The name is Citra Ass Down. <laughs> <laughs> citra and that's how you're down. supposed to say it. It's Citra Ass Down. But it was it was great. It was tapped around 4.30. And, um, no, it really did taste just like... It pretty much freaking tasted just like Citradelic. So if you're growing... This, is, th- this was like the second clone me and Sean thought we found tonight. Oh, we yeah. were, what was the first? We, we were convinced that... Um, uh, Axis. Axis. The the Axis was almost a cl- almost a clone of the the yes. the Bell's uh, expedition expedition. Oh, yes. yeah. yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, yes. no, like me, we were like he said it, and I went, I think he's right. I think this sounds really close. To, uh, this tastes really close to it. I'm not. I'm not saying they cloned it. I'm just saying. Yeah, I, I understand. Yeah, I, I like the Axis, but I'm, I do not. Remember ever tasting the expedition? We've, I may have, but with my aversion to bells, we've got a. <laughs> yeah, you're 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 crazy. Someone sued someone, and so you need to take a boycott stance. Hey, Innovation Brewing, if you're out there, send me an email. Let me know that you appreciate what I'm doing, but I'm totally boycotting bells just for you. He, in, Inspiration Brewing is not listening, um, but. We thought it tasted very similar to to the Expedition Bells. Um, it, it, I'm not saying that they cloned it. I'm just saying it it had very similar notes, and it's it was that it was an Imperial IPA, correct? Am I not? Am I am I crazy or am I? Wait. The the beer Imperial we had. Imperial Stout. The, uh, Imperial Stout. I'm sorry. I'm I'm stricken with the dumb. Uh, but, it was a barrel aged. Bourbon yeah. barrel aged imperial style. I'm just saying it it, sure. it hit it hit Russian imperial style. It hit very similar notes to the the Bell's expedition. Um, not to say again, not to say they cloned it, but it's it's really close. Uh, but what we were about to talk about before we we jumped in and said we're talking about the Citra Astam. The the Citra Astam. We're going to talk about from our hometown. That was one of the things we haven't talked about. Twenty Three Brewing Company. It 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 started fairly recently, uh, like literally in the past week is the first time that they have had beer in their tap room, uh, or I, I quote tap room, but they, it's it's technically a little cafe that the brewery's attached to. When we Lizzie B's, yeah, Lizzie when, B's. When we, which I've never been to. Um, it's named after the owner's daughter. The, the it's like own- it's inspired from his time he spent in little uh, surf cafes. The only, uh, the only like, cafes. yeah. So anybody, this- the, the the southernmost brewery in the United States. Anybody who's been to, anybody who has been to Hawaii to the Big Island has been probably to the Kona Baking most- Company. Uh, Kona Baking Company, Kona, either, either way, it is considered to be the southernmost bakery in the United States. And he worked there or worked around the area and then maybe, comes back to eastern Kentucky. Maybe I consider you the most southernmost bakery in the now, United though. States. Oh, yeah. Kona Brewing Company would be less than an hour's drive away from this bakery. I want them to make a big Kona brewery. A big Kona yeah. brewery. Just so you like, 
That is a tasty yeah, brew. Yeah, Samuel L. Jackson. That is a tasty brew. My my girlfriend's non-alcoholic, <laughs> so that pretty much makes me non-alcoholic. <laughs> oh my goodness! I can okay. do I can do that scene all day. So the brewmaster from uh, Twenty Three Brewing Company. I do not know if he's vegetarian, vegan, or not, but I really wanted to come up to him today and bring him some of that candied bacon we had and be like... He is from eastern Kentucky. Yeah. The odds of him being vegetarian They're vegan slim. are super slim. They're very slim. I agree with this. We're yeah. like looking at under 1%. But we have, we have lots of 1%ers in eastern Kentucky. In Pikeville. Maybe. Um, <laughs> so, okay, we're getting... Deep inside baseball, but um, US twenty three brewing. The name comes from the main, the sort of like the big highway that goes through there. Right? Uh, I think it's been now dubbed Country Music Highway. Yeah, so a lot of these uh, uh, country music acts. So you're look, looking at Dwight Yoakam. You're du- looking at uh, Loretta, Loretta Lynn, Lynn. You're looking at uh, Billy Ray Cyrus. Billy Ray Cyrus, yeah. Uh, so I, Miley I, I, Cyrus's dad, if for I, those folks swear, that are too young to know, I swear, Aiky, heart. I swear to God, we end. One of the first, I, 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 I will go on record and say one of the first like tape decks my mother burned out essentially playing for me because I was four to five years old and I loved that song. I can't tell you how many roller skating parties I went to. Roller skating birthday parties I oh, went yeah. to where that was the song of the day. So, but uh, and I, again, we ended with, we ended the, the country music highway, not with Loretta Lynn who, I swear to God if I hear Cole Miner's daughter one more time, I'm going to, I'm going to smack a small little child. Okay, no, the thing, yeah, to bring up is 23 ran out they were the I think the only brewer that completely ran out of beer. They they were the first at least. Yeah. I didn't get to try their first two things. They had I don't know what the other two were. I they, tried the blonde, the honey blonde. So you had honey blonde, you had a cream milk. Both of those that are that are very much gauged towards the Eastern Kentucky palate which is used to Budweiser, Budweiser Miller, Coors. And they're trying to do so Mike the the head brewer there, he and I are, uh we we've had a couple conversations about what he's trying to do with the brewery. And he's looking to do something that is, for a lot of those brewers out there that are starting in small towns, middle Midwest, you know, he's looking to bring around a lot of the Budweiser drinkers, but he's also looking to cater to those folks that are used to craft beer. Which you're, you're get, Also, when you say Midwest, you're getting real close to me. Getting into my argument about how we're not the South, but uh, no, we aren't the South. Kentucky, Kentucky's more Midwest. Kentucky is, is a split state. We're it more splits, Michigan than we are. Uh, it splits four ways. Let's 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 table this. I just wanted to say it just for the joke because I, I am I am always about to go. We look how look how freaking center we are on the map of the, the oh, yeah, Indian. No, but, Southern Kentucky goes south. Eastern Kentucky goes south. Northern Kentucky goes north, and then anything west of Lexington is Middle East. You know, our our company's looking to split every every year or so. We we change what division we're in, East, West, Central, whatever. Yeah, it's constantly. We've rotating. been in the same division as California, and we've also been in the same division don't, as Michigan. Don't let the NC- or New York City. Don't so, let the DNCAA lie to you. Where you're not part of the Southeastern Conference. Definitely not. <laughs> no, but either way, Mike, he's, he's a good guy. He, he's got some great homebrewing roots behind him, and he's 
looking to brew a beer that is tasty yet palatable for the Eastern Kentucky palate. He's bring, he's trying to bring something new into the Eastern Kentucky palate, uh, which, which they've not had. Right? No, like the the biggest sort of craft beer thing beer bar that they had for the longest time was like Pig and a Polk. Pig and a Polk, which where... admittedly. It's a pretty good barbecue joint for the area. Delicious barbecue. Beer-wise, you're they're still at selling eight more, taps. They're still selling more Bud Light than anything. Yeah, you're looking at eight taps. Two to three of them are at least it's, American standards. It, 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 yeah, it, it is where we had Hobgoblin for We did time. have Hobgoblin, you know. So. Um, but I'm just saying, guys, if you're listening, let us, let us know because we love you. <laughs> but either way... Um, they're looking at a cream ale. They're looking at a blonde ale, which is uh, oh, extra hopped. Uh, okay, not the blonde, but the cream ale. Mm-hmm. I think would sell freaking dynamite. Mm-hmm. I had the blonde. It was a honey blonde. Yeah, very good. There's a lot going on in I'm that not, beer. It was complex yet still simple. I'm not yeah. saying that it wouldn't sell well. The blonde. I'm just saying if if you get the people to try something called a cream ale back home. They'll love it. I mean, I could bring some little kings back home anytime, right? And that is, a and you feel ale. like a giant when you have that little bottle. You're like, oh, eight oh, ounces. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the, yeah. That was the uh, American brewers' response to the German brewer influx that was going on. So the Germans were bringing in loggers, and the American brewers the, were having L's. So the Germans, the Germans, yeah. So at that point. You know he he's bringing in something that he's trying to to bring around East Kentucky to a little bit of craft brew, um, but he's also bringing around something that's a little bit hoppier. Uh, I think with one of those he was looking at forty IBU, which if you're looking at Bud Light at six, two, three <laughs> yeah. IBUs, you're, it has you're, an IBU. Yeah, There's exactly. IBU on it. We had some hundred IBUs. <laughs> Today, yeah. I, so man, the number of hop badges I got today. Right. We're gonna add on to that as it'll be after this recording ends, but we're getting ready to move into this roads. recording ends eventually. <laughs> yeah, we're crossing the, uh, the two hour mark. You're we're, a two hour mark. We're trying to to fit in those uh, six four hop IPAs, but uh, let's let's move on. Okay. Anyway, uh, just 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 to say though, like the their special tap at uh, US twenty three, uh, what was the name of it again? It was, so they called it coal. Uh, yeah, that's right. It was the it was the coal coal uh, camp uh, uh, something stout. It was a stout. It, it was like a sweet stout. Coal camp milk stout. Milk which stout. Is the area's coal camps, which is. That's, <laughs> But so here's they, the they mis- like no no it is they misspelled it they misspelled it yeah Seriously? yeah they had to, they they marked it out and they rewrote it kids to with the typos can we Mike, just proofread that's all I'm saying Mike took his little sharpie up to the top and he he marked so it was it was spelled C O L E like old King Cole or yeah. or coleslaw which is the devil's food <laughs> but not, not, cake. not to be confused with <laughs> not to be confused with cake I'm just saying it's lit. Okay, I can't say what I normally call it uh, because non-explicit label, but I call it Satan something. Oh, right. Yeah. So the uh, coal was, was spelled like C-O-L-E, which is totally against Eastern Kentucky values of C-O-A-L, right? Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm really, really bad at Eastern Kentucky, and I, I 
freaking like they used to make me do whole projects in school because of how much they wanted you to love it. I phoned in every last one of those. I, 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 I honestly think we need a better like. I'm not. Okay, never mind. I'm not getting political on this. Coal is a, a non long non long term solution to our problems. Absolutely, and and you know we've got a lot of place to go, but non political. Right non political. You're not one of those podcasts. I'll do what I want. <laughs> Get him off. Somebody bring in the shepherd's hook. Um, <laughs> either way, it's a lot to do with the heritage of East Kentucky. You know, so with that, the C O A L goes a whole lot with the stout. You know, everything's dark, everything's real rich. So so we did get to try this. Yeah. This, this was the one I got to try. And uh, at last episode, I, I made a joke, of, or episode before last, I made a joke about the Pikeville Porter. From, oh, yeah, tasting oh, like home. Cigarettes Nothing. and okay, Folgers is, coffee. <laughs> but some people took this to be, because this was, we won't include it in the feedback, but a uh, friend of the show who was with us tonight, Patrick Davis, took offense to the Pikeville Porter. Call the man out, right? No, it's it was a joke made in... I mean, it was just a complete joke. Yeah. It's not to say the beer was bad. The beer was good. I never got to have it. I, I wouldn't oh, know. No. But the, okay. the joke we made, because Pikeville was like a neighboring town to all of our hometowns of Prestonsburg and Paintsville and... Martin. And Martin, and, like the whole area back there, was that it tasted like Marlboro, Marlboro Red cigarettes. And Folger's Red Can Coffee. A little just, red. <laughs> okay. I didn't mean offense by that. It was a joke. I did. That that said, I didn't mean I did not like the beer. I I, I hated that beer. I I'm not trying. I I did not. I like never it. got to try it. I wanted. I, I saw it. I went out with Pat a couple times. We tried to find it in places, but by the time I got back home looking for it, it was gone. I do not think that I was on with any episode that you all talked about this, but this like last that beer was a um, it Com- was brewed from a so it was brewed West- from it was brewed from cigarettes and coffee. <laughs> West Six opened up their brewery to say, "Okay, brew us a beer, and we will choose it to be the." Um, homebrewers beer that we produce mass production, whatever. So that was a mass produced homebrew beer at that point. That's that's a that's a cr- that's a good idea. I love it. I'm, I'm but that beer it. sucked. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's fine. I, I know the guy who came with the recipe. I love him. He's great. He does a lot of good stuff. Whether it got lost in translation or whatever, you know. But back into twenty three, it was. I mean, great to see something coming out of the hometown. Twenty three. Was a really good porter. Like, okay, okay, it was a uh, milk stout. Uh, milk stout. It yeah. was a it was a good milk stout. I couldn't help but comment as soon as I got my pour at the the head on it. The bubbles single, were these big. It, I mean, it was every single beer bubbles. they had was huge on the head, and it didn't have. There were quite a few beers that we had that were like you know when it, you you get a beer that's been poured and it's just all foam. Yeah, there were a lot of we beers had we a had few like of those. that. We had at least one, but yeah, twenty three brewing had a big head on it, but it wasn't because it was being poured badly. It was it's just, just a very carbonated. It, the head dissipated appropriately as it, you got it. By the time we walked away and got to where we were going to, you know, it was get, just so well made. That was the that was the thing. I drank it and I said it did not taste of home. 
Which I meant as a compliment. <laughs> That's not to it say... It did not taste of Marlboro Red cigarettes and Folgers Red Can Coffee. It's not to say I, don't, I hate my home. I'm saying that as in there are some negative aspects of home that I associate and Marlboro Red cigarettes and Red Can Folgers Coffee are among them. Uh, that is... It's literally what I think of when I think of my grandparents. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm gonna cut who in. I who I love. I'm just saying. Cut in real fast uh, for what we're drinking again. We've cracked open a Rogue Four Hop IPA. You're a Rogue Four Hop IPA. <laughs> hey yo, is that pretty much what we've had for the entire day today? Um, more or less. Uh, they had some Midas touch, but Bell's. Okay, let's, we let's got, wrap up with one more. Let's Bell's wrap up beer. with with Bell's ridiculously long named beer. The long, <laughs> the longest beer name of the night. So Bell's Traverse Whiskey Barrel Aged Coffee Consecrator Doppelbock, or sorry, Doublebock. That that is a. I literally walked up to them and I said, "I want your really long named beer." They won longest name of the day. That's it longer was, than the, the Imperial IPA sorta thing. The uh, ish, sorta ish. The uh, rogue. Yeah, uh, it's almost as. Never mind. I did a comic book joke where it was like X Men, Men and X Men, Volume One, uh, X Men Forever, something like that. It was a dumb long. Had name. a really short line, which I was surprised. It was the last beer to tap. Yeah, a lot of people had went home. I think about this yeah, point. Yeah, a That's lot a, of people had tapped out. <laughs> we had we had a fun conversation with a guy who was drunker than us. That's oh, yeah. true, he was empirically. We with we did his a brother. Test. Yeah, he was he we was suggested well past. More beer. Yeah, and his uh, girlfriend from Portugal. Yes, we actually no, we haven't finished our beer talk. There is oh, one more we'll place. We'll get to that after this. We'll we'll do it after this. But I just meant like there there is one place we didn't talk about. But continuing on to this, it was very nice, um, the ridiculously long-named beer. All right, let's move on to the next okay, where we were. Uh, I'm just saying, like, the, the it was a long-named beer. It was good. Unlike Casey, I don't boycott Bells. And a barrel-aged Bach that tasted like a stout. Uh Blue Stallion, a local brewery here in Lexington, uh, they had a double Bach barrel-aged something or other uh, that I remember looking at Sean at one point going, I, I kind of wish I had taken the time to go grab this one instead of what I grabbed. But, like, the the Bells one was like, I'm okay. I made up for it. It's fine. You it know, was, Bach is growing in popularity. It's a beer that's just like a standard lager, but a little bit sweeter. Yeah. It's got a little bit of that, you know, the goat aspect to it, where it's got that lore of I'll, Bach I'll, means goat. and I'll, I'll get your goat. You got goat all day long. But uh, the... Uh, I don't know the, what that means. The, <laughs> me neither. But the goat and the Bach has kind of grown in popularity over the past six months. So it's definitely been a a good way to go if you've been a, a massive brewery. Um, yeah, no, the one I was alluding to that we 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 haven't mentioned is um, favorite of Chris and Brittany. They're home away from home, Braxton Brewery. Well, we 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 talked about it and didn't talk about Just it. Just barely, yeah. We, we well, okay. They had they had the regular storm, which I went ahead and grabbed some more of. The storm, because, yeah. cream ale, and their crankshaft IPA. Uh, crankshaft, pretty good. I, 
the storm was my way of like kind of calming down the end of my day after just back to back stout barrel aged stout quadruple aged like intense muffins, IPAs quadruple aged muffin topped brand stout I don't know like it, it, I but they're special they were one of the last ones to tap and they they broke out the dead blow with a starter it's, and i and i said it correctly as opposed to what i did during the entire show <laughs> yes they're uh the dead blow with starter so it's their tropical stout infused with their cold brewed coffee it is so good of all the coffee stouts i really believe that they are probably up there um at some of the best done coffee stouts um they are they they Cold brew coffee yeah. into let's, your let's beer. Not, let's not get, oh, okay into our beer. I was gonna say let's not get into super hipster land about about your cold brew. Oh no, fresh no, no, no. pressed every every Sunday. I I do make cold brew coffee at the house because I think it tastes better. So if there's a cold <sighs> brew coffee, and then I use that coffee all all week long instead of making hot coffee, I make iced coffee with cold brew, but. <laughs> I think that the cold brew coffee retains more of the aroma. It retains more of the flavor that you're looking for in coffee. And it tastes more like true coffee beans. And so I like that in a coffee stout. Yeah. Especially a tropical stout with a little bit of sweetness. The, 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 <laughs> I'm about to do it again. But the, the, the dead blow is, is one that I do love when we go up to, when we go up to Braxton occasionally. I'll go up and visit Chris and Brittany and we'll, Usually make a trip down to Braxton and grab some something. If I want something dark, I'm going to grab a Dead Blow, unless they have a dark charge with vanilla. That <laughs> that doesn't happen often. It Not doesn't very. happen often. That's it, their Imperial Stout. Yeah, I have some. I, I don't have a vanilla, but I have a regular dark charge aging somewhere. I'm half tempted just to just toss vanilla extract in there right now and just like, just keep aging. It'll yeah, I'm fine. saying in like three to four years, expect to see dark charge anywhere you are. As far as if this podcast is reaching you, expect to see Braxton at Bra- some point. Braxton, oh, yeah. Braxton's growing like a weed. Yeah, they're Oh my god, I turned rap- into my father. <laughs> I noticed that. They've been around for a year. Just like we are weeks past a year. Yeah. And they the market size, they are capitalizing. They're growing right under Rheingeist. I think they're just kind of following their expansion. Because Rheingeist is more of that pale ale. I mean, if you're a uh, listener of any of those West Coast podcasts, you know you know the ones. Um, you know Ross, the ones like, I mean. Um, so if you're a listener of those West Coast Man, guys, shots fired, I guess. Right? I don't, Over the bow, go for it. Um they they were on a uh, podcast, nationally syndicated podcast last week, and Ryan Geist is really throwing it out there. Is there not a... But they're transplants to the East Coast. Exactly. They came from California to Cincinnati, preying on, like, with name and everything, preying on the idea of what Cincinnati used to be, because they used to be, like, the, one of the... Beer brewing. City USA the, at yeah. that point. The, yeah. the beer German city... OTR is over, over the, the Rhine. Rhine. So they came in to OTR, and we're like, no, we're going to use a German name, Rheingeist, which is River Ghost... And we're going to use this imagery and everything. And, yeah, Cincinnati bought completely into it. It's great, but these people who came in and set up this brewery are not from Cincinnati. At the same time, they have some of the best West Coast IPAs and Pell-Ls that you can get. So they brought in some amazing beers. I'm not not saying that they're 
bad people for trying to come in and and start a business because uh, you know we're all business people at the heart but are we well i am Uh, (laughs) but at the same time they've got great west coast styles but somebody like braxton comes in with styles that you just can't get other places who else is making a tropical stout? I'm just they, I'm just saying Braxton's beer may age well in a glove compartment. Uh, a whole lot better than Dad. A whole lot better than Dad. No, Braxton has come in and they are not dedicating. Okay, Ryan guys, they're all in on pale ales. I, I that really, is like almost exclusively. They, they what have they one offer. porter and that's it. Like uh, everything I, else is some kind of pale ale. I really coffee stout. I really feel like we've never like shilled for Braxton like we. Like we do Today. personally. Today we were like we were all salespeople. We were throwing tickets like Listen. like our leftover tickets. We're just tossing it to the people, going, "No, go try this." And we had we is, had people come back to us and go, "No, I'm yeah. ro- I'm not I'm like you. You weren't kidding. This Braxton dark. Was, this this dar- they're doing th- small batches of all kinds of different beers. Mm-hmm. They aren't going all in on one style. They are just like, no. Here is a bit of." Everything. They Tell got a, us what you like. They've they got, got a couple things that they can, and they try to go that direction. But at the same time, they've got they've got uh, a whole lot of space where they can just throw whatever style is doing well. At the time. They've winter got winter warmers, scotch ales, like, cream stouts, hey, bourbon barrel, vanilla stouts. If, stuff, if yeah. you've talked about it, you know the the casks that they've done with the the stuff oh, they yeah. do. Welcome Friday, you know. The yeah, they've last, been doing frickin', uh, last frickins. Last Friday of every month, they do a frickin' Friday where it's a one-off, like, of not even a full barrel of just a quick... Yeah, 10 gallons of, of let's throw these additional ingredients in there. And it lasts, like, two hours on tap, and then it's gone. Yeah, no, like, they are... Like, it, their 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 turnover rate for, like, bottles... Uh, for bottles and kegs of beer that they have at their place is just... Yeah, they Tremendous. did for uh, the Kentucky Derby. They did Kentucky Home, yeah. which is a mint julep beer. Yeah, mint julep all the way for Kentucky, yeah. but they did it well. Flew off the shelves. I didn't even get to try it. it. I don't. I don't know if I've said this officially on the show, but a mint julep for everyone listening is a racist mojito. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but real quick, uh, since we do have someone who it was their first time having a Braxton beer tonight. <laughs> Let's go ahead and get the peanut gallery back over here. Uh, the Braxton was good. I had two servings of it actually. You had so. the you had you had the 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 IPA right there. Uh, crankshaft. Crankshaft. Yes, the crankshaft. Yes. Oh yeah, no that that that's really good. I love their. I, I mean, we love their their dead blow, but I I went back and grabbed their storm. I I would recommend that if you ever get a chance to try it. How did you think of their 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 crankshaft? Like, how would you how would you kind of describe it for somebody for someone like me who didn't drink it tonight? I would describe it as a uh, solid uh, middle of the road IPA and uh, nothing too special. So. <laughs> it, it is just their like standard IPA yes. offering. It's like, okay, you want an IPA? Here's an IPA. There it is. They're they not, they're they not have tr- a lot of other IPAs that, from their tap room that they offer. Sometime in the near, uh, sometime in the future, uh, Sean, if if I head over that way, I'm like, all right, we'll 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 Shanghai you and uh, and Stephanie, toss you into my car, and we'll drive you up to to Braxton for. Because they offer uh, quarterly their trophy IPA, which they switch up the hops. They're usually special, hard to find hops, 
and it's like 10 percent it's only offered in the northern kentucky area and 10 percent of all proceeds go to northern kentucky charities so it goes directly back into the community and maybe next time we're up there they'll have some cuban pete the food truck which is the king of the rumba beat (laughs) they they go chick chicky boom chick chicky boom chick chicky boom no they uh braxton's really got it going on but uh any other beers that we've had this week or, or over today that have uh, really stood out? I mean, it wasn't today. I did have the new Belgian triple that I had kind of coasting out my car. That was uh, my car. I mean, in my fridge. Uh, car, fridge. I mean, it's the same, you it's use the same, them interchangeably. Right? I do. Like, it's just where I where I store stuff. Uh, uh, no, it, 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 was, it was great. Um, but we've got someone else that's wanted to, to talk about what they got. Uh, there's been some talk about uh, the Northern Kentucky and Eastern Kentucky beers tonight, but I had also had early on in the evening uh, a Western Kentucky beer, one of the only ones that was there oh, yeah. from Paducah Beer Works, and unfortunately it was <laughs> it was called Uncomfortable Balance, and it was very uncomfortable. I was just saying, I've heard not good things. I heard, I mean, uh, many of these, the guys with me smelled it, and did not like it. I tasted it, and the words I wrote down were rancid and horrible. <laughs> I that may be a little harsh, but it was it was something I did not want to drink. It was it was not very good. By the end yes. of the night, their booth. I think whoever was manning it was basically taking a nap. Yeah, I given can't. Up. No I one cannot was imagine. There. Yeah, it was it was just not good. Although I will say. Have it, you guys talked about highway names and and such? My parents now live on what is what has been recently dubbed Interstate 69. So there is a marketing opportunity <laughs> there <laughs> for a brewery from about Hopkinsville to Evansville, Indiana. There to to do something with that, and that, that's all I will say. For what's <laughs> I'm, I'm doing my best to figure out what the hand signal would be for 69. I think I've almost got it. Yes. I'm so glad we're not a visual podcast at this point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, glad you all can't see us. Oh, God, yeah. Because, like, literally, if you if you could, you'd see me, like, just trying to figure out, like, weird, bizarre shit. Like, oops. It's fine. <laughs> the belt goes, too. Belt, 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 belt. <laughs> one of those shows um, let me I just want to say because last week I was in Philly which the week before were you, was, were you in were you in Phil- Philadelphia born and raised in the where grounds, I spent most, most of my days chilling all wrecked okay. so I, I was I spent a second though to make sure he said like Philly not like he was in West like Phil the West side of me I was uh I was in an area that um, there were a couple of guys up to no good. Up to no good. Um, I was started in, started causing trouble in your neighborhood. You got it. Downtown um, near the what, what near the the building. I don't know whatever it is. Downtown near the uh, not too far from the Liberty Bell. But I did get to see some of the most amazing beer places. First off, still not enough. You gotta you gotta bring the history or you're dead to me. So we're talking about Belgian style history. You got you got to sell me. What you got? So Monk's Cafe, one of the biggest sour beers in the U.S. at least. Not doing it for me. No. Gotta... Monk's Cafe, named after, and they they claim that their 
restaurant slash uh, it, it, it's a bar at this point um, is it's called Monk's Cafe. It's where they they serve a whole lot of Belgian style beers and a whole lot of good good beers, um, but it is a little hole in the wall type place with. I don't know. It, it, Belt Monk, Monk's Cafe spells it out quite right. I'm just saying, like, Yingling's older than them in this country. It's true. Yingling is. Um, but one of the beers that I had there that you just can't get everywhere is Pliny. Pliny the Elder. So it's not a younger. Oh, Pliny the, Pliny Elder. the Elder. Yeah. Uh, all right. I'm picking up what you're putting down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So pl- I had a little Pliny the Elder. It was pretty good stuff. Um, I-, I actually would not put it past some of the-, the local IPAs that we had. So it's got to travel across the U.S. I give them that, benefit of the doubt. But at the same time, you know, got a little bit of uh, of caramelization on it. You know, not as as dry as you would expect. Also found some other pretty big beers for the area. Um, got some, like, um, uh, it was Hill Farmstead, uh, which is a, a big brewery up in that area. Pretty difficult to find. Um, Literally just went from Boone's Farm to Hillshire Farms <laughs> and went, go meet. Just come Go meet. <laughs> but the biggest reason that I got a lot of these beers was because the, 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 the American, I guess it's World Beer Cup plus the... Uh, American Beer, I don't know, whatever the conference of the American Craft Beer Association is for the entire United States every year was in Philadelphia the week before I was there. So I was there for work, but because everybody still had on, it was very much like Sloppy Saturday was today, we still got a lot of the beers that were carried over from massive beers throughout the week. Yeah. Okay. Do we want to move into closing? Closing arguments. Wait. Closing arguments. Okay. Closing beers. What uh, impacted you the most? What you liked the best? Uh, that's going to take like 30 minutes on untapped. No. Just go ahead right now. Get off your untapped. I, no, I, I can't. I literally do not remember what I had today. And then it didn't impact you that much. Down. I've got to say. Okay. You, you here, say that. I'm just forgetful about what the names are. I didn't put it as my highest rated beer of the day, but I've got to say the wig splitter, it's what I wanted to try the most, That's and it's what impacted me the most. It made, I don't know, it may have been my favorite beer. Well, I won't say it would have been my favorite, because there were, my favorite beer is probably one I'd had before. It'd be uh, the KBS. Well, of new, th- I mean, just new stuff. K- yeah, my favorite K- would be the KBS or the Dead Below a Starter, both of which I've had in the past, but out of this tasting, I will say the best new thing I had was definitely the wig splitter from Three Floyds. Um, you know, probably the 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 thing that that hit me the most, surprised me the most, I'll say, was probably the Bourbon Street Belgian style mm. golden ale. That was delicious. That I I was not thinking how good that was going to be, but a but Abita put out yet another delicious beer. Uh, like that, I, I heard Bourbon Street, and I was like, I, I was walking up to it, and I went, maybe they literally just mean like it's some sort of like Mardi Gras-themed kind of thing, and it's not going to take, I, I smell it, and went, oh, oh yeah, no, never mind. And it, it it wasn't like dark, it wasn't heavy, 
but it it still had some of those. That, it was pretty f- refreshing. It it was also what uh, Untap gave me for the take it easy badge. The uh, essentially the slow down. You're drinking too much badge. <laughs> so, I don't think I've and that was that was really early in the day. <laughs> but that that one was good. Yeah, I, I liked that one a lot. I liked that one. I liked the wig splitter. Yeah, no wig splitter. Um, wig splitter was great. There was something else that I can't think of now. <laughs> Vander Griff generator was pretty good. So, uh, I, Rooster Brew. I, Rooster Brew. I didn't try that, but uh, again, I'm always one to acknowledge a really good name when I hear it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Vander Griff, not Vander Graff. And uh, it was really good. It was kind of a sour. Uh, the guy who can we get can we get a Vandergriff generator that just generates more beer? Sure, why not? Okay. Uh, the guy who I was talking to, the brewer, who we, I was talking to him, and he said, you know, it just kind of had one little batch that went a little sour, wild sour style, and then they blended it back with a couple of Belgian. So it was, uh, I, I think, two to one sour to Belgian. So it was mm-hmm. a pretty pretty balanced sour beer. Um, but you know what? Out of the entire evening, some of the best beer I've had, Zombie Dust was great, but some of the best beer I've had has been the Three Floyd stuff. Um, the Robert the Bruce was a great. I could sit down and drink <laughs> this for a while. I, I could drink Robert the Bruce all day. The English style IPA, um, Blackheart. The Blackheart was really good. Uh, a lot of stuff toward the end of the evening. You know, and that's the way it goes. It, it always goes that if you're at a beer fest or whatever, it it tends to be the beers that are at the end of the evening are the ones that you um, really enjoy. Uh, KBS was great today. It was toward the end of the evening. Um, I don't know. I think the the Axis Monday would be on my list as well. Of that, that was pretty yeah. good. That was the one with was that the one with the crazy head. Or was that, was that something else entirely? Uh, that was wig splitter. That wig, was wig splitter. Okay. Wig splitter is where uh, I don't. I, I want to say they're either having troubles with their tap. So, they, something they, It's got better for other people later, but we literally got like eighty seventy five percent to eighty percent head. Yeah, the uh, yeah. I can't tell if he was a sales rep or an actual brewer, but he came over to the the, the guy who was um, pouring the beer, who happened to be an ex. Head of the Georgetown College music program. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. He retired. Yeah, retired he... music program guy. Um, but he was he, the guy who who was either the brewer, or the brewmaster, or sales rep. Said we call this a rising head, and he, he showed him how to pour it a little bit better after we had already went through the line. Oh okay. Yeah. No. It. We had to we had to sit there and wait for it like it was a Guinness, like yeah, it, it took. But it was to wait good. for the beer to rise and the head to drop. Yeah, yeah. It, it was it was really good though. I mean, it was good. Um, it smelled amazing. Yeah, um, it may have been one of those that smelled slightly better than it actually tasted, but it was it was still good. Yeah. Braxton, hands down though, had some of the best beer out there. Yeah, Casey quit trying to get that job. Just saying, <laughs> they really did. But like, although that said, if you want me to get that job, I'll show for you anytime. <laughs> yeah. As far it, as new things, brewery. as far as new things were concerned, I mean, obviously Three Floyds was pretty much there for it, and then uh, uh, the, 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 that particular Mad Tree one was new for me, and then um, 
Yeah, the, the Abita stuff, just kind of killing it, really. So. Surprised me. Really did. Um, Abita is one of those that it feels like it's a big brewery. Uh, they've got huge... Does it feel like it's a big brewery? I feel like... They kind of do. At least yeah. availability for us, there's so much of it around us. We feels can... very national distribution. And the I... Big Easy IPA, though, that we had, so crisp, so refreshing. Les... I loved it. Les Bon Ton Brûlé. Um... <laughs> Now, every time I think of Abitas, though, I, I I never think they're that big. I think they're just... And it may just be just because I, I, I don't think of them as a, as a huge brewery because I, I judge my huge breweries in the case of, like, A.B. InBev and Miller Saab Miller. Or, like, huge craft ones would be, like, Sam Adams or something. Yeah, uh, Sam Adams, Sierra Nevada. Well, that was one of the... Uh, whenever we were in with the, the tasting for... Alltech Brewery. The Alltech Brewmaster actually said that his second, they've always got to say their favorite brewery is their own, but he said his second favorite brewery was Sierra Nevada because he just liked what they were putting out. It was it was clean, it was good. Oh, yeah, it is. You know, and their and, booth was vacant. Yeah. Which is, well, I, I think it's because they didn't have any weird stuff. There. Yeah, I you can get their stuff all over. Yeah, the place. I think yeah. that was entire. They brought nothing special to the table. Like again, I said they're yeah. no, not bad. But like I said, I think that their their thing was they brought like Otravis as their standard, like, as, as their as their special. They could have that was their... any of the beer camp stuff to Ot- bring. You know, Otravis. Really yeah, completely. Uh, I'll call them out on that because I feel like. Otravez is a normal everyday. It's it's not it's. I'm not saying it's nothing special. I'm just saying. But you can get it for their for their line. There's nothing remarkable about it compared to other things. Every single one of the uh, every single one of the reps that that take that beer out know that they can get as much of it as they needed for any market that they wanted. If they ran out that day, they could have gone to a, to a liquor store and grabbed <laughs> and, and more. picked up it. Yeah. Swung by liquor barn, grabbed it. Like, they could have swung by a liquor barn and picked up kegs. <laughs> but if they wanted to bring something that was really good, bring something that was a collaboration like the beer camp, bring yeah. something that oh, man. really makes a difference. Mm-hmm. Man, when I think of beer camp, um, I always think of like tall beer uh, from the the, the the old NSFW to Nine Attack era stuff. And guy guy apparently makes some delicious beer. I know he doesn't listen. Oh, I don't. Okay. I don't know he doesn't listen, but I'm 99.9% sure he doesn't listen. If he, if he, in, in that 0.01% chance he does, send me your beer. Uh, send it to somewhere in Ohio with an address and tell me I'll go pick it up. All right. Because it's illegal to do here. Uh, well, by the USPS, yeah. Unless, of course, you label it as homebrewing supplies. It, well, it's homebrew, so you could totally label it as uh, yeast samples for war. Uh, evaluation. Oh, oh, we're stepping up to six hop IPA now. We're moving into the road yep. six hop IPA. Uh, so ABV six six six. I I went from the four hop, which I'm like, okay, okay, I can get through this. I look over and I see six hop. I'm like, you son of a bitch. Six over eight. Yeah. Okay. Never mind. You're 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 a hero to your cause. Guys, is there is there anything else that we've drank this past week or today that uh, no, we need to I'm focus done. on? I think we we're I think we I need think to call it. We've covered it in depth. We are running out of time. We are way past out we, of time. We are week. we are so long. I'm sorry. I wasn't I wasn't sober enough to try to. <laughs> we didn't have any damn one of us to reels back in. <laughs> we were 
There was no drunk Wrangler. There, the rails, we were off them. Yeah. Uh, All right, well, um, yeah, I think that think we, I think we've called it. Uh, so, everybody, sorry for the <laughs> ridiculously long episode. Well, so, where can where can they they can find all of our stuff, Brittany? Um, yeah. So just remember to check us out. Have a drink show dot com. Uh, you'll also find our untapped profiles, and you can check out you know their everything that we did check into today for the festival. We had some good pictures to Instagram this day, I assume. Yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. If you follow us on Instagram, we added a lot of pictures. If you follow us on Instagram, you do more than I do on Instagram. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's a Have a Drink show on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Uh, if you would like to get with us about feedback, you can use the website, haveadrinkshow.com, on the feedback page. There's also feedback at haveadrinkshow.com email address, or you can reach out to us on social media. And as always, we'd like to thank Alan Robinson for the show music and Lynn Peralta for the album art. Uh, you can find stuff for their st- uh, find links to their stuff on the website. Uh, their stuff is amazing and awesome, and we love them. Uh, and remember to subscribe to us, subscribe to us on your favorite podcatcher. Rate us on iTunes. You know we're now on Google Play. We music. are. We're now on Google Play Music. It's not really a music. You can't really dance to us unless you're really feeling interpretive. I mean, you can, yeah. Um, but I can tell you what you can and can't dance to. You you can dance if you want to. You can leave your friends behind. And if your friends don't dance, and if they don't dance, then they're no, no friends, friends of, of mine. mine. Uh, yeah. So anyway. All right. <laughs> Check us out in another couple weeks for the next episode. Once again, I'm Brittany Lee Walker. I'm drunk Justin Frazier. I'm Christopher Walker. And I'm Casey Price. See you next time. Bye.